Hi guys, before we start this episode, we just want to say there is a trigger warning regarding R. Kelly. So if you do get triggered or there are some themes you prefer not to hear, please uh, try to avoid it. I'll put a noise before we just start talking about it just to let you know. And um, we'll have some markers in the um, description so you can skip that section in particular. If you are a victim of um, sexual abuse or violence, we have some links in the bio for your cool. top. Our culture, because it does. there are people growing up thinking that soul music is a dumb Sam Smith. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah, mm. <laughs> it's not facts in its actual term, but it's facts that people are growing up saying soul for, for you know golden like, time. Somebody's just looking at me across the it's table. Adele. Like there are really, there are really people out here who think Jess Glynn is an R and B artist. So they're gonna have little little Suzanne and little Kieran. Oh, I like R and B. He's like, oh, Jess Glynn, <laughs> Ria Aura, Ria Aura. Cheryl Cole. Oh, I love so- oh, I love soul music. Who? Oh, you know, I love Sam Smith. I love Eliza Doolittle. Nigga, no. Hello guys and welcome to a new episode of Don't Let The Stands. You are here today with your hosts, Eze McKenzie and Nick Terrell and Chopin. Brilliant. And how are you guys doing? Um, busy week. Quite tired right now, but I'm quite excited for the show that we've got lined up and stuff like that. There's a lot to talk about and I think there's a lot of music that has been released this week. Whether we've listened to that or not, I don't know, but it's been a good music, new music Friday from my perspective. Um, it's just about getting towards the what the projects were and how I feel towards them. So it will be a good week absorbing that, good couple of weeks, good months, good few months, regardless of what drops later on. But yeah, it's been a real good week and I feel like we're gonna have a good episode. So I'm excited, guys. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was it was actually a right week. I went out with a few, a few friends this week, um, but, I had this thing where I had pork for the first time in like so your tweet. since December, and since then I've I felt terrible. I had pork this morning though, but before that it was like a two months before then, mm. and I my body just shut down. Like usually I wake up at five a.m. every morning just to like send emails to people and yeah, do, um, thing. do some things before work actually starts. Um, but for some reason I woke up at seven on that day. And like, I just felt terrible throughout the entire day, so. Well, like a stomach? No, it wasn't a stomach thing. It was just my energy was off. It was just like, I don't know. It was just like, I don't know. I just didn't feel good. And the only thing I can think about is the pork or like there might be a cold that's going around that I might get later on. Food influences um, your mood and stuff like that. It mm. can influence your mood and how your body like reacts to things and stuff like that. So it's not a surprise. Like when I eat junk food, there's a certain way I feel. When mm. I eat fish and stuff like that, there's mm. a certain way I feel. Um, when I have foods with high energy and stuff, which is why I try to have like a smoothie every morning with energy. Mm. Um, it fuels me during the morning and I try to actually opt rather than a coffee to have that at work. Yeah. And it makes me feel so much better when I have that versus caffeine. Mm. So I definitely feel like it's probably pork related and mm. pork's not good for us. It's the worst meat out there for us. What do you all say that? What do they mean? Um, 
in terms of the way it's dealt with, in terms of like what's put into it, the processed stuff, like I just think white meat is cleaner, like in terms of- Yeah, I don't eat red yeah, meat usually. Not even just from white meat, red meat, color perspective, but literally just what's, how it's gone through the process. There's more cons towards, um, more cons towards eating uh, red meat and stuff like that, mm. pork, etc., than there is to like white meat and mm. the way it's processed and stuff. But yeah, that's what that's what they kind of say that we shouldn't eat too many or high amounts of that. Yeah, I mean, because I went to this new restaurant for the first time. It was like Japanese food, mm. and ever since, not saying it's a restaurant's fault because the food was really nice, but I, I'm very picky when it comes to what I'm eating. Yeah, I so, realized that too. Yeah, like, I'm very very picky. Um, just like just the way I've been, like there's certain foods I only eat, like onions and stuff like that. I eat onions now, but like if I see it. I'm funny with it. I don't know. It's just the way I am. Is it the type of onion, like red onion versus like normal onion? I just don't like onion. <laughs> like if I'm like, like that with tomato, like cannot. Do I'm it. the annoying person in the restaurant. Like if I'm sitting down in a restaurant and I wait till I'm very last, yeah, because you've got so many. I'm that person too. Because the waiter like, will be like, "What do you want to order?" And I'll say, "Okay, I want this burger, but but exactly what X Y Z. But I want yeah, this yeah, removed. Yeah. And can you add this instead? Yeah. Like because if I'm not going to eat otherwise. Yeah, I mean I'm myself. pescatarian, so like people been knowing that like in the restaurant I should be the last one to order yeah, exactly. <laughs> gotta look for that if they've got tomatoes it's a dub like take that shit out yeah. mayo take that shit out like I'm so I'm so picky when it comes to food no. so but yeah other than yeah. that I'm feeling better today Saturday uh, well Tuesday for the people that are listening but yeah yes, it should course. be a good week and it was an alright music week how was your music week Shopper? Um, so I'm very tired today um, echo Nick's statements it's been a very very busy week very tiring week but um i saw tamia last night at the at coco in camden um I, I think i mentioned her on the very first episode of the show um one of the most underrated people in r&b and yeah it was an amazing show she was amazing killed it was it tamia who was saying that thing about nas was it tamia no that was teacher moses oh it was yeah yeah it was Tamia minds her business yeah, she does. Um, but yeah, we've got we've got a show for you today, guys. Um, some people that should be in prison, but somehow made it out. Quite a few exciting things today. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's get on with the episode. So we're gonna go into what we've been listening to. Let me just take up my minuscule notes. Um, Whilst you're doing that, I just want to say um, thank you to. Um, Jesse Bernard, Marvin's Corridor, for coming last week. Um, we've received a lot of feedback from a lot of people saying it was a really good episode. Um, just for, to remind you guys, if you could like the podcast and uh, leave a review, that would be perfect. We're trying to grow. We're trying to expand. Trying to make sure that the conversations are great and we just need to reach out to people and show them that we're a show that's worth being on as well. So if you could like the podcast and everything, that would be amazing. Thank and you. follow, of course. Yeah, and follow. Follow on all platforms too. But we appreciate what we've got so far. There's like... I don't think we've announced how many listens and stuff we've got, but we've got several thousand at this point and we are grateful um, for what's to come and the growth and all of that. There's a lot we've got planned for you. There's a lot in the works. So there's a lot of conversations to come. So this season will hopefully be amazing. Um, but yes, back to Chope and his notes and his listens. Um, right. So I'm going to start this off with Kalani so she dropped um, a mixtape last week while we wait and um, it was her first project in two years and um, I don't really have much to say about this really I would just say it's a really really solid listen a really cohesive body of work some really um, 
Well, it's not some great songs, but I think every song is really solid, really good. And um, yeah, just a really um, good army project, really. Don't really know what else to say. I just think Kalani does have a knack for creating um, great great projects but I feel like she doesn't really get given that credit that much no I know no one really says she makes bad music but when I look back at her discography because I was playing Sweet Sexy Savage around the same time as well her first album and I'm like Lonnie really has like good projects mm. like all her mixtapes bang I uh, loved her album yeah. you like the first project yeah okay I feel like she literally had the reputation when she was in the mixtape days. So, you know, when she released She Should Be Here, I mm. feel like people really were like, yeah, she's on mm. two in a row. It's great. But somewhere, like you said, between the albums. Yeah, like, well, I feel like people just don't... And like, no one ever... I don't hear anyone ever... I don't... Nah, slandering. No one slanders her. I've seen loads of people slandering Kehlani. Some people say she can't sing. I've seen quite a few well, people say that. I've seen the can't sing thing, but like, it wasn't a big thing, but I've seen accounts obviously Who's, online. Who? But, um... I remember mm. the musty thing like back in the day. Whatever, oh, like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I've like, seen that. And the N word and like yeah, yeah, how she can't yeah, say it and yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, but she's oh. half black. But. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a conversation. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, a whole different conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, I don't know who's saying she can't sing. Kalani can definitely sing. She's one of her in her era who can actually have the best She actually has a voice. Mm. And I've seen her live. And dance too. So, I've anyway. seen her live. She can sing, unlike some of her contemporaries. Squid, squid. <laughs> um, the worst. Anyway, let me just. Anyway, not. Um, anyway, so my favorite tracks from that are Butterfly, Morning Glory, Footsteps, and Feels. And also, shout out to Kalani for bringing that music soul child yeah. for that track. Mm-hmm. Like, I've he's one of my favorite, 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 favorite singers in the whole world. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people aren't really calling on him for like that for features. Like, I feel like you need to pay respect to him. Like, this guy is a is um an R&B veteran. He's consistently put out music, still to this day, putting out great music. His last album, Feel The Real, that was amazing. Check that out. So I'm glad to, to see him do stuff with the newer generation. So do you feel like people are scared like to kind of do that? Because I feel like if I was an artist in that industry, like I would be kind of scared to like call on the legends like to come on my projects, like in this new generation of music, especially like where things are. Do you think like the artists I would are maybe say, scared? I don't think it's scared, but I think it's just like, obviously he if you have a song and you feel like there would be a good fit, you should call them on. It shouldn't, yeah. be, it shouldn't be an ego thing. It should just be a creative thing. Yeah. I think it also depends what audience you're trying to tap into as well. Yeah. So if you're trying to go for the older, slightly, the old souls of the newer generation, then yeah, probably reach out to Music Soul Child or someone like Erica Badu yeah. or someone like that. Yeah. But if you're trying to reach out to the people who listen to like, I would say the alt R&B scene. The new wave. Yeah. The, the yeah. new iterations. Yeah. I would say probably I wouldn't reach out to them unless it's like a a mini chorus type thing where they're like harmonizing but not have their own part. Yeah. If you get what I mean. Um, but yeah, I think it depends. It works for me as well. Really good opener. But yeah, it was mm. nice to see him. And um, yeah, um, that's my first one. And also check out her last project, Sweet Sexy Savage. Mm. Uh, can I just say, just on this, because it was going to be my listen, but I didn't want to put it on. Um, I take back what I said last week about it not being a good project. Oh, good. Um, I needed some time to good. get into it. And I just want to say there's a lot of TLC um, influence on this. Oh, uh, yeah, a lot. Really? I got that. Yeah. I, felt I, did that not, I, did, I, did, I didn't hear that. What songs did you get that from? Uh, I think it was, wait, let me just look at the track list quickly. But I, it, I think in general, 
um, Kehlani is quite influenced by TLC. Even her last album is Sweet Sexy is, is kind of a homage to yeah, yeah. Um, TLC's project. Um, crazy Sexy crazy Cool. Sexy cool. Um, yes. Yeah. In terms of Even songs that I was reminded I, of. I don't disagree. I, I'm trying to think like I never, that didn't pop into my mind while I listened to it. And uh, it's just, I think it's just a testament to different people hear different things like on, on different projects and stuff like that. So yeah. I let think, me let me yeah. come back to this because I just I was listening to it I think last week and I was like, hmm, this kind of reminds me of something that TLC might do or would have done if they were still if relevant were in still, our generation. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I just think with Kehlani she taps into that type of aura or mm. that type of feel with the music that she makes. I like that you made that point, um, because I think it's good on this podcast that we can change our minds mm. and like have evolving thoughts as it goes on in time. But also don't judge things too quickly, like I told him not to. No, but I I feel it came out the day before the saying wasn't good do you know why i did that because i had this conversation <laughs> with um somebody um and they were like this was aged like years ago and they were like i feel like when people don't like an album to begin with they're like i need to sit on it for a bit it's their way of saying that they don't like it but they need to hear other people say that they like it so i didn't want to be in the kind of influenced mm. like opinion opinion because it we do live in kind of a um echo chamber of sorts when it comes to social media and a lot of people listen to Kehlani's album and Solange's and if you say something negative about one of the two then you obviously don't understand music or you don't like music and stuff like that so I just wanted to make sure I liked it and my first uh, my first reaction to it was I didn't really feel it that much listen I think it's like I mentioned this yesterday in terms of like I'm already seeing like full length like Mm. Solange reviews and stuff I feel like with music in general like Mm. if you are going to give an opinion and stuff I think it should be just I think I like when it's like signaled Mm. when it's like a first listen or something if it is a first listen but then Chope obviously made the point that some people get it advanced and all that kind of stuff a lot a Mm. lot of yeah obviously in the press arena like a lot get it in advance like publications etc weeks in advance even if it is a surprise project but I was I I mean like general fans as well who like actually get it at 12 yeah like given the first (laughs) reviews or like some lower blogs who may necessarily not get it Drake fans who are calling Scorpion an instant classic oh I remember that I remember that so it's like I think (laughs) I think we can sing it's like it's cool it's cool if you want to give like we we can do that we all listen to drake on together that was an experience you know when he put it on beats and stuff Mm. like that and then people tweeted their first listened reviews yeah that's fine but i just think signal it and then if you do evolve just be like i've actually listened to preface it i've Mm. listened to this couple more times yeah and i'm feeling it now a bit more because i get the influence or get whatever it is but i mean in terms of eq that's important as well because i first heard the kalani album in my car Yes. And the, the kind of the acoustics and the way that it sounded wasn't right for that type of album. Mm. It's more of an intimate kind of mm. headphones on my mm-hmm. ears or type of experience. I'd agree too. Um, whereas just on a slight tangent, Eric Bellinger banged for me more in the car than it did in headphones because it's more something you kind of listen yeah. to. But on the topic of listening to something for the first time and judging it, Chope, you you are guilty of it because the first time we heard Queen was in my car. But that is just a shit album, though. No, but the first time you heard it was in the car, and then we came no, to the podcast. It? it was. I heard it the day. Was Nick. it the, the day before? No, it was the first time we heard it in my car. You were like, I haven't heard this album. Let me hear it. And then we were driving to Nando's in my car. You did say in full, like you didn't hear it in full or something, like in Eden's car. And then we played it in the car. And then you're like, oh no, turn it off. But we didn't play it for anyway. We played it. We played, <laughs> we played like, like a. We played, like, seven, we played like tracks. 10 seconds of every song. No, it was no. Oh yeah, okay. We didn't okay. even play. Yeah, that's, yeah, how yeah. Shit, that's how shit it was. But that's the thing, and now I'm glad yeah, now it's my time. I want to I want to share this point. So I do agree with you that you know on one hand that people definitely feel pressure to to like things, 
But I think people also underestimate that certain times, certain projects, certain albums, certain artists, they do take time. Like, because you don't know what space you are in when you listen to something for the first time. So you need to, like, you know, take it in. And obviously, it's everything, like, it's a new sound, it's a new song, a new melody, new lyrics. Like, you're just experiencing that it's mm. a new song. So you need to, like, you know, live with it for a couple of um, couple of days, a couple of weeks. But sometimes, some albums are just shit. It's, mm. not, about, it's not a matter of... Yeah. Oh, I will wait on your growing it. Some albums are just shit, like Queen, and that was one of them. <laughs> I knew that that wasn't going to be a grower. You know, I didn't spend more time with it. Mm. I gave it a week, and I'm like, well, a week later, seven days, it's still mm. whack. And Barbie Things was the best song, and he shouldn't put it on the album. that album up, like when it first dropped. So Ganja Band, like... Ganja Band. <laughs> 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 It's quiet. <laughs> Hence why I'm quiet. Yeah. Um, anyway. Sorry. On to your so my lessons. next listen, which is an album that just wasn't that good, even though I love this woman to death. So these next two releases are from the same woman, India Irie. So she released, um, I believe, her sixth or her seventh album, Worthy, two weeks ago. And it's a no for me. Aside from five songs, it's a no for me. And I was talking about this with someone this morning. And... And he's a big fan of her too. It's just like her last three projects have just been very dreary, very middle of the road, very uninspired, and just very basic. And it's not, I know people are gonna cast me because India Re. No, that's my girl. Like Voyage to Voyage to India, I love. I love Acoustic Soul. I love Testimony. I love India Re. But these last three albums, she's just like trying to do this these charity songs and these heal the world music and we are the world with like this faux Tracy Chapman thing. It's just like, no, if you want to do that, at least can you just write some good songs? But that being said, my favorite songs from that project, which I probably won't listen to again anyway, but what I did like, Steady Love, Crazy, In Good Trouble and Coulda Shoulda Woulda. Moving on, this is my personal favorite in Diary album because I was just, Listening, I had to just go back and hear the old stuff because this new album just wasn't hitting it for me. So mm. I had to go back and play a lot of her old stuff. So Voyage to India, it's her second album. And I love this album to death. I love, 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 love this album. Every song is just a smash. It's just so good, so soulful and so rich. And I love the lyrics and I just love her voice on everything. Like, it's just such a great album to chill to and vibe to. Like... I always imagine myself just being out in the sun and just listening to that. It's just so calming, but so it has a groove to it too. So it's hard to pick four songs that I love the most, but those four are Get It Together, Headed In The Right Direction, God Is Real and Interested. So those are my listens for the week. I probably will be on Solange and Gary Clark Jr. for next week. Oh, did Gary Clark drop? Last oh week. wow Okay I've heard the first six songs It's, it's sounding fucking amazing Yeah I love his music He's like, incredible Things are changing I only like the live version by the way it, Oh yeah yeah like, I don't like no. the song in, I don't like the studio version But no he dropped an album Two weeks ago Last week No it's really good Let me put that in my So that's going to definitely Be a focus for me And also with um Solo Solo Cool So Nicholas Oh sorry <laughs> We usually go to Eden next Oh um, Okay um 
So my listens for the week, I actually initially had one, but going back through my music, I have a couple more for good and bad reasons. We'll start with someone who I promised I wouldn't listen to, who I didn't want to listen to, but whose a review on DJ Booth really intrigued me. So I just had to see how shit it was for myself. Can we guess? Um, if you want, it can. Is it offset? No. Someone you didn't want to listen to? No. Uh, man or woman? Man. Man. All I can think of is Offset. I was thinking Ariana Grande. No. Nick would never listen to her. I have no idea. Go Listened on. to her through Two Chains yesterday. Good song. Gone. Is it? Um, Little Pump. So what? I listened to. <laughs> because I saw Yo Williams' like review of it last week, I was just like, do you know what? Let me see. Let, so let's just what, see. This is what we're doing. The let's way, just the way see what this is about. Because <laughs> I just wanted to hear how shit it was. And, you know, the Harvard so, dropout, the fact that you even have Harvard in your name is an insult, number one, um, with such shit music. Um, so, yeah, Harvard dropout, little pump. So, it is 16 songs, 40 minutes of straight trash, like literally straight trash. Um, yeah, so it has a little Wayne on it bad bars where he is now in his career you know still a legend iconic whatever but um are we ready to admit that five wasn't good i'm not ready to admit that it was mediocre for me it was mediocre yeah Yeah. not wayne in his prime we know that but But, um, there were some solid tracks on there yeah of course 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 and he started a trend off of it so it's great um but Yes, this project is really bad. Really, really bad. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to just find some words to kind of describe how bad it is. So literally, it's little Uzi Vert, diluted, dilute some more, you add some soul in there, you know. Um, you open up a scar and then you stick that in. That's how bad it is, really. That's what I'm trying to envisage. Um, it's just... 16 songs of him saying he's a drug addict and he loves drugs and he ain't gonna stop for no one and he's braggadocious on it. I've got this, I've got that. Um, racks on racks, literally a song for like three and a half minutes that just says racks on racks on racks on racks on racks on racks on racks. And we know we have the Tigers who've done that before and stuff like that. But in this era where I can't even hear what you're saying in between those racks on racks on racks on racks, it just it's just pure shit to well, be honest. We and kind like of, we kind of said in the conversation with Jesse Bernard that this isn't really our generation sound. Like Little Pump and But the like thing that. is, there's like artists who in the trap arena, like Little Uzi Vert, who I can fuck with. Like I can mm. listen to his music. I actually like his first mixtape and stuff like that. Like mm. he has an appeal. He has difference in the way he kind of flows, even mm. though it's not the best flow, obviously, but the way he flows and stuff. He has an energy on stage he can perform. We've seen his like little memes and stuff go viral mm. and stuff. He actually doesn't call himself a rapper, he calls himself a rock star. Yeah. And like, he actually knows that distinction. Mm. And he knows, I don't want to do bars on Hot 97, he said, because I'm not a rapper like that. I'm yeah. doing something different. He created mm. that distinction, and which I respect him for. And that's one of the things I like about him personally, just to go off on a tangent quickly. Um, I like the fact that he kind of denotes who his influences are. When yeah. it comes to like Paramore and um, quite a few like punk, no, I'm not saying Paramore or punk, but like, he said mean. punk yeah. influences him. He has yeah, so he has before. punk influences, like yeah. people like that. But yeah, I think that's great in terms of what he does. But Little Pump, I, like you said, I can't tell who his influences Literally, are. and it's like, even in interviews, you know, Little Uzi Vert has charisma, all that kind of stuff. Little, um, Little Pump, like J. Cole interview is quiet, like boring, mm. like two minutes. Every, two minutes. There was a J. Cole interview yeah. where J. Cole kind of, so this era, J. Cole's like embracing the, the younger generation a bit more and 
just letting it known that, you know, it's a new generation and stuff and he was bewildered at first, but now he's kind of like, he gets it and he sees, you know, that's them thing over there and I'll do my thing over here. And he's collaborated with some of them. J. Cole's been annoying lately. I won't even lie. He's been really fucking annoying lately. (laughs) Yeah, he's just been really annoying. In terms of what? In terms of just like the way he's been moving, like, um... (laughs) What's J. Cole Cole done? You know that tweet, like, um, (laughs) that tweet that says, um, well, you you don't know if you're a bad parent, but sometimes a kid has bad vibes. Just lately, I've been getting bad vibes from J. Cole. He's really minding his business. Like, for me, like, what did he do? I feel like people are putting something on him. He's been pushing me off lately. He's been more strategic and I I don't know why. It's just- I hear people say that, but that's their job. They're artists. I don't know. I don't know. More strategic in what sense. Their job is to wait. Their job is to sell music. I don't get when people say that like it's a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> but I don't know. He's just been kind of. I don't really don't see it. change. The kind of thing that you know when Six Nine went in, his bars about Six Nine going in and stuff like oh, that. That's man. been pissing me off. So his allegiance to all of the rappers who've done bad shit, but he doesn't want to comment on them. And then all of a sudden he comes out and he does all of these um, like black empowerment stuff. Like I'm a massive J Cole fan. Like don't get me wrong, I love his music. I've always loved his music. But equally at the same time, because we have to avoid being stands, we have to critique him. Misogyny is still in his lyrics. He's yeah, still misogynist. He still calls women bitches. But just like that's every rapper, though. Doesn't make a difference. And people love to scout over it when it's Kendrick Lamar as well. It's like there's a big no, ceiling with Kendrick no, as well. No, we're talking I about J like Cole now. Like we have to. We can't say that because J Cole does it, and uh, no, because other rappers doing it. It's okay that J Cole. Does oh it. no, 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 no. I was saying I've it's okay. Him. I've said yeah. he does misogyny. At this point, it's just kind of like. But I haven't seen awareness of the fact that he's still doing that, and I feel like yeah. he doesn't have to do it. Um, and he still, he still does all the misogyny. He still does all of the caping for six nine and so on. Kod with more misogyny. You feel like not? Yeah, with Kod misogyny. But the song recently, um, he, which song what was a it? Feature I the, can't the one with um, Twenty One Savage. It might have been that one where he spoke about six nine, right? I feel like he did speak about yeah, six nine. That, I just can't be fucked because honestly, if you're what did you cult- like about the six nine thing? Well, it's just the fact that. You're J. Cole, you're supposed to be this person who's for black empowerment, but you're for the person who kind of portrays the stereotypical um, look that black people are supposed to have in rap or the way that um, 6 9 as a person is a paedophile. Um, and to be honest, this isn't cancel culture talking because is he I've kind of given pedophile? up on 6 culture. Was it a pro- was he proven as a paedophile? 6 9 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I believe so. He was charged. Yeah. Okay. Child pornography. I believe if he was. No, okay. he was. He got a child pornography charge. Okay. Cool, I'm just making sure terms mean things. So I know yeah. he had sexual assault offences, but I didn't know if it was paedophilia. Exactly. Uh, okay. So I'm just, we have to be important with terms here in my opinion. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. But yeah, just in terms of the way he's been moving, it's been annoying me. But anyway, continue what you're saying. Yeah. Do you like Middle Child? Pardon me? Do you like Middle Child? I like the video. J. Cole's, you know what J. Cole does? It's really good. not going to lie. But what J. Cole does that's really good is some songs that I don't like, he'll release a video for and then I like it. I don't, I don't know. He has cinematic video. I don't know what, yeah. I, I like to do a child off rip, to be honest. And I think the same thing's going to happen with Solange, but I'll talk about that next week. Like, there's some songs I don't like, but Solange, but I know the visuals are going to be sick. She released a music video. I watched it last night. Wait, what is the 33 minute for, like, basically? I'm not watching album. that. Sorry. She's a short movie for it. Yeah, it's, on, it's only on Apple. I'm oh, just, I'm not right I still haven't watched Endless. But anyway, continue. Only on Apple? Yeah. Why should she do it? Apple exclusive. Okay, someone's gonna have to bootleg that for me. <laughs> it's probably online right now. But um, yeah, I'm it's it's a, it's a good visual in my opinion, but we'll talk about that next week. So face, like, face, someone FaceTime me whilst it was. Was it basically like limited where she basically did like a section for every song or most songs? Kind of like that, yeah. Um, so yeah, Little Pump, um, yeah, the, uh, the charisma in interviews, it doesn't even make up for the lack of quality in music and stuff like that. I'm okay with um, 
mumble rap or like trap. I'm okay with some trap artists as well, like Juice World, like very melodic artists and he I can see his appeal. Kinda like when XXX um Tintashion, like he had some songs, even though I wasn't like actively listening before I found out about all that his older material was good. But um yeah, Little Pump, trash, don't listen to it. It's just it's really bad. Moving on to a UK uh, female rapper, Miss Banks dropped Snack featuring Kidda Kutz this week. And I feel like this is one of her most commercial songs that she's released because she released The Coldest Winter last year, which is her mixtape. And although I was feeling some of the records, I just knew none of them would break through, in my opinion, just because they just didn't strike that balance of being good, but able to really spread across the masses but I think this visual and song was really good like it in embedded that afro swing afro beats kind of place that we're in mixed it up with hip-hop as well and I think she's gearing up to release the coldest winter ever part two um so that's the second part of the mixtape on May 9th so I'm hoping that she brings more melodic songs because this year if she engineers it right is really the year that she could really um uh, get above the surface uh she's got the right looks obviously was on the brits uh, a couple weeks ago which is a bit more buzz for her a bit more exposure publications are more interested in her did a bit of wireless last year she'll probably be back to do it again as a later announcement um and she'll do the festival circuit so i think this is a year to really maximize the potential i feel like a lot of female rappers over here are actually doing quite good things little sims just released her project uh featuring with chronic the likes of chronics which was good as well and um obviously steph london's got a song coming up which we put on our socials with um idris elba etc um which will you know i don't know if it's a look or not we'll see if she has a good verse on there but she's got a sean paul record out right now which america seemed to like the social side of it anyway um so and sean paul's actually sounding jamaican now so it's good (laughs) so um you know he's good he was on his pitbull flex for a minute but um doesn't miss banks wasn't she in the studio with um will i am she was, yeah, With yeah, yeah. Lady Leisha as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lady Leisha, yeah, they um she went to LA as well recently and was linking up with Steph London and uh yeah. Lady Leisha and stuff. Let's so, just hope that's not of a check it out situation. Yeah. Where she's CGI'd into the video. Yeah. Oh my with god. A, with a US artist. Yeah. <laughs> Cheryl Cole. Uh, anyway. <laughs> and then having the most minimal background vocals of all time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know not that she I, can sing anyway. I don't know whose idea that was to throw her on there. Well, it was green well, screen. It was well. It was well. Because she was looking for a US breakthrough then. So and it, 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 it didn't it. happen, did it? No. Never will. Didn't happen. Never will. Cheryl Cole, you're done out here. Justice for Nadine. We all know she was never passionate about music. But anyway, moving forward, that is Miss Banks. Um, really good record. Video a bit inspired by Nicki Minaj a bit too much but um, yeah. I, um, I do like where Miss Banks is at right now you just know, continue Nikki's on the right, right now. yeah continue on the right path um, and yeah just get creative with your collaborations and stuff to maximise that career so um, moving on to Little Sims who I was just speaking about um, that song with Chronics called Wounds um, I played the project yesterday Grey Area um, which is just released as well uh, third studio album I believe and she is in an incredible spot artistically Little Sims and she's dancing to the beat of her own drum I love that she's ignoring all the noise of the UK right now and just trying to get out there and just collaborate and do her own thing I think you know there was 
there's so much of this narrative every so often um, of Little Sims being underrated and ignored by the UK scene and stuff like that. And even though some people do co-sign her and all of that, I'm not as convinced people listen to her like that as as, as loud as they are saying she's underrated in my opinion. Yep, but true. I've consistently been listening to her. I did want to go to her experience um, that she did at Roundhouse around her last album. The name escapes me, but it was a really good last album Isn't as well. It was. Um, and she, yeah, from what I heard, my friend went, um, I was meant to go, but it was a really amazing experience. She put, she shed like a lot of UK artists that were underrated yeah. as well. And Little Sims is just that girl, you know, she'll she'll do things organically and creatively. And this song with Chronics, um, Wounds, was really incredible because obviously I see Chronics, love Chronics, another underrated talent, but um, Chronics, um, I saw that record and I was expecting, you know, some reggae, you know, a bit of vibes like that. Didn't give me that at all and it just threw me off in a really good way because it allowed me to actually listen to what was being presented in front of me it was just a really mellow track not in the reggae type of vein a lot of guitars in the mix um, and it was just a very ambient record and I feel like Little Sims over it was great she never falters lyrically in my opinion the type of um, rap she does and the type of like hip-hop influence that she does um, is great and I think Chronix was the nice he let he let her shine to be honest and in sometimes in features you have to be the more dominant one and sometimes in the features you have to kind of just sit back and be the foundation and I think Chronix as an artist that dabbles in genres that are quite laid back he did that quite well and offered his his side of things so that is Wounds the whole album is 10 songs um 10 songs long really easy to digest really relaxing and I was saying Little Sims I really wanted to collaborate with Gold Link just because I feel like they both give me the um calm and laid back vibe um and I feel like they would on a record um, like this would be able to do good things together lyrically and rap flow wise they kind of um, clash in the middle in some places so yeah that's it, Wounds it's a shame that she dropped on the same day as Solange her because I feel yeah. like that kind of shrouded her marketing and like mm. But People even two chains, if two chains, if two chains, like two chains was still to drop um, with LeBron and Lil James. And Lil was never going to have the fanfare of like that anyway. But it's, why not? Because she's just not, doesn't have the profile. But I mean, in terms of the fact that people who would have been checking for her would have like, who like Little Sims, but aren't really following her that much. Would have forgotten about it. Play a bit more. Well, they would have forgotten about it because Solange would have been the focus for most people on that day. But I don't know, maybe. And two chains. Yeah, maybe they did check it out. But for me, that happened to me. When I was doing a New Music Friday, I was like, oh, wait, like Little Sims dropped. Mm. And it's usually the New Music Friday, which kind of reminds me about what dropped during the week anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. I knew she was dropping, but um, obviously I, w I wanted to check her out later and give her the chance because I just knew it was like big releases. So I wanted mm. to just get them out the way for on first listen and then come back to her on like Saturday, Sunday. Um, but I listened to her like last night and it was, yeah, it was a really good listen for me. Right. The last song I'm going to give you guys... Um, by the way, I'm really, just a quick anecdote, I'm really feeling rap will go to the league, but I'm going to give the full review next week, but okay. I'm really feeling it. Um, but clones, Tierra Whack. Tierra Whack, another female rapper, she is just oh, a the breath future. of fresh air. Do not know why she didn't make that cover, the paper cover that's um, all the female rappers um, who are about to blow right now. Um, yeah, I don't know why her or Megan didn't make the cover, to be honest, but I guess there's just so much to choose from in this era right now that they probably didn't have the, you know, room budget. Some people might have said no, et cetera, et cetera. Happens with XXL freshman covers. Some people drop out, all of that kind of thing. But yes, Tierra White clones 
how are you going to use ad lib as an ad lib? Like, how are you going to do that? First mm. of all, this is why I love this girl. Cause she just trolls the industry. She trolled with the video thing and the attention spam with her debut album. And now she's coming to troll the likes of Migos and all of that with the ad lib ad lib. I just love the record in its entirety. The production is so fire. It reminded me of heavy metal and reflective by Azalea Banks in some ways, mm. um, really industrial, all that kind of stuff. And I feel like Tierra is really experimenting with her style sonically right now. Um, as she transitions to a main kind of rapstress mm. and a main type of um, person in the conversation. I'm really loving that she's retaining her integrity as a rapper though. The lyrical bars are still there. She's not trying to do the commerciality thing. She's just literally organically experimenting as an artist. Um, I just love how she's trolling the industry. I hope she continues to act as a troll to the industry and like a girl that dances to the beat of her own drum again. Mm. Um, I, I just love Tierra Wack and I'm so excited for her. She is honestly one of the female rappers that I'm watching and I can see longevity in. Like I can see her continuing to transition kind of like in um, how Solange evolves as an artist. Like artistically, I feel like she'll evolve in that same way. She's already mm. dope as uh, artsy kind of person and a creator mm. so I feel like she'll only continue to grow with the resources that she has around her now as being an artist about to be on that periphery of um, main rappers in that conversation so mm. I'm excited to see who she teams up with I feel like Missy Elliott would be a nice look I was just in thinking terms of that creatively and stuff I feel mm. like she danced the beat of her own drum and actually sold I feel like Tierra yeah. can do the same thing and sell um I'm I'm just so excited for her. Like mm. honestly, I'm so passionate about this and I I can't wait to see her really get the love that she deserves because that Grammy look was great. It's fine. That's that's fine, but I want her to get more like mm. artistic like credibility and stuff like that. Yeah. No, I was about to say I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Missy Elliott isn't a massive influence for Tierra Wack Definitely. because I would say that the way she's approaching the industry is very similar to the way that Missy Elliott approached yeah. the industry way time ago yeah. Um, but yeah big fan of Tierra Wack like she's doing amazing things mm. um, and she's one of the rappers that I'm kind of checking for at the moment I'm yeah. not really checking for a lot of new rappers because yeah. as I've said I don't feel like this Ooh, my bad but I broke the chair but um, I, I don't think that the music that the current well, the new school rappers are making is necessarily for my generation. And maybe I need to change my ear. Maybe it's a new thing where we need to adapt and kind of understand it's not going to be the same sound. Mm. Um, just to go off on a tangent, I realized that um, our parents, well, my parents at least, when they listen to music from my generation, they're able to spot the kind of influences and there may be some things that are just slightly outside of what they're used to. Yeah. So I understand why they'll be like, oh, this is terrible. This isn't good because they don't understand the outside references the same way we don't understand the outside references for the new school yeah um and i think to kind of avoid being that generation in, in the future whose children are like i love this song and then we're like it's trash mm. we need to start listening to music with different ears and like trying to understand the type of sound that people are enjoying i don't yeah. know if that made sense no i get you and i think it's like why i'm trying or gonna start trying not to just judge things like prematurely I think mm. and just actually try and understand the full influences before I'm like okay this is definitely trash yeah little pump there's no influences to kind of be discussed because he even explicitly said he got into music like a year ago yeah 
literally someone just made a beat and he just went over it so there's no influences clearly mm. but with artists that actually care about this shit and actually release projects for that kind of artistic element as well as the commerciality the fine balance um, yeah I definitely think it is good to get the full picture mm. which is why when we talked about Lil Uzi Vert that's fine have influences over there and mix it all together because that's what makes you you yeah, and yeah. then we can see the funny humorous kind of dark and it's like when he released um, All My Friends Are Dead and stuff people were instantly like oh my god but then when I read that okay player piece about like the dark side of music and all that kind of stuff by Elijah Watson um, that's when you get to oh actually no he was putting a twist on it like actually let's see where he was coming from mm. and I wish artists spoke more about the influence quick, like quicker like mm. so that we could kind of not like fully given the A, B, C, D, E but like if it is a controversial kind of thing just preface it a little bit just so that we know okay yeah that makes sense <clears throat> that makes sense but it's on to you I'm done oh uh, let me just pull up my list quickly alright so Shop is going to be happy because he said he trusts my non-black opinions on music so I have quite a few non-black artists to talk about today um, the first one is going to be a group that is signed to the same label as the 1975 so it's another um, alt rock or alt pop band called Pell Waves. So Pell Waves, they're known as, well, most people that I've spoken to have called them the 1975, but with a female lead. So um, this is the best way to describe it. And this isn't going to be the best way to sell it to you. But I promise you, if you listen to a few of their songs, you might like it, <laughs> especially if you like the if you like the 1975 Paramore and all of those kind of um, pop punk kind of groups. But it's like H&M changing room music. That's the best way I can describe it. And that's probably not the best it's way not to... a good description. I know, but it... When sometimes you, it slaps. Yeah. Sometimes it slaps. But when you listen to it, you'll understand what I mean. Like, you can see yourself in a changing room and it's in the background playing. It's definitely one of those yeah. albums you hear in the shops, like shopping centers and stuff. But the album's called My Mind Makes Noise. What what label are 1975 signed to? Oh, I can't remember what they're called. I can Google it. Talk. I'll yeah, talk. I can't remember what they're called. Um, but they are signed to the same label. And I just find their music quite nice to listen to. Like, I love songs that sometimes I like getting away from the political side of music because a lot of the music that we kind of listen to and when I say we I mean black people it's kind of like to talk about the current climate of things and I just need to get away from that as much as I can so sometimes I just need to hear melody sometimes I just need to hear um, lyrics I just need to hear like people just like ignoring I know that sounds terrible because we're in a political climate where everything needs to kind of be politicized. Oh no, self-care is key. Yeah. Like, you take a break. You can, you know, definitely struggle, yeah. you know, take a break. So yeah, I've definitely, I'll say this is my break week listening to kind of these indie artists and Pale Waves for me kind of relaxes my mind. It's something I don't need to think about and I just yeah. love all of the instrumentation. Um, it's not a complex album or anything. It's just like a nice sound, nice calming sound. Um, and if you do like indie Check them out, honestly. Um, another group, and I'm going to shout out Table for Three. So Ibby, um, Aaron, and Abs. Um, they, I was listening to their podcast, and they were talking about Snow Allegra. And I've heard of Snow Allegra. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I've heard of Snow Allegra before. Um, I did listen to her music, but kind of in singles rather than on albums. Yeah. And um, I saw her colors um, yeah. studio thing. And I was like, okay, this girl's really good. Feels... I played it in the office. It was one of those days where it was like really bright outside. It was supposed to be winter. Yeah. Fucking bangs. Like I was sitting there in my office. I was like, I can't get too gassed to this. It's not like a party album. It's more kind of like melodic, um, like slow jams, 
type feel to it. It's a re- very summery feel yeah, to it as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, but I was sitting there like, this is making me feel really happy right now. Like I the music it. was so, that. so good. Um, and the, I just felt it was really, really good. I, her raspiness reminds me of Alicia Keys. I don't know if anyone's noticed that. Maybe tweet us at that's pod if you noticed that too. Mate, people were at me in a whole debate about her. Like, oh, this is how she's, how do, Nick, how do you feel she sounds like? Like a couple months ago. And I think someone did put Alicia Keys in there. Like, oh, really? Yeah, it was like Jamal and, um, uh, what, who's the girl that, uh, Amoze, who, uh, yeah, who announced the R&B thing. Yeah. Um, so she, yeah, she was saying, um, it was just a whole contestion of who she sounds like and all this kind of stuff, but she's great. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, great she's, music. she's amazing. Great and music. Very, very attractive. Um, she was almost my background on my phone, but anyway, um, everyday segue, <laughs> everyday segue, everyday segue, but yeah, amazing project. Um, I didn't like the feature with logic on it because I feel like, I'm starting to notice now this thing about Logic biting people's flows, their voices. <sighs> like the feature on this sounds like a J. Cole and a Mac Miller kind of mixture when he raps. I've um, always said he's a diluted J. Cole. Yeah, he I've is. I've always said that. And listen, this guy and the tragic mulatto thing that he has going on in his yeah. music, I can't be bothered with it. And I the can't. thing is, the sad thing for him is I listened to that after listening to Middle Child. So I, I I understood it and it's I heard tight. it a bit more. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't really feel that. I like the Vince um, Staples um, collaboration. I saw the video for that, which is now my header. And um, <laughs> I'm dead. what else? There was another feature on there. Uh, what was the other feature? Oops, I'm playing the song. The other feature was... Oh, and also, oh, sorry, just on a tangent. Um, I liked the song that Drake sampled, Time. Time is just like this really emotional song. Apparently it's about when her father died. Um, but Drake sampled it on, uh, what song was it again? I'll link it in the description, but there's a song that Drake sampled and it's just amazing. The song, the original song is amazing as well. The other person was, oh, Vic Mensa's on it. Oh, Vic Mensa, sorry, and Vince Staples. So Vic Mensa, I liked his, um, his collaboration and I liked Vince mm. Staples as well. Um, but yeah, other than that, great album. And then the last one will be El Hay. Or LA. Oh, you listened to it. Yeah. What did you think of it? So, so LA or LA. I've listened to him for years. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yeah. Years. Yep. Uni. Um, I love shit. Lover, whatever, and all of his other bangers. I love that. But my my issue is I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what we're doing. What's he, what, what is he trying to do? What, what? I don't get the genre he's trying. I understand he's a singer. Just looking around right now. But I, you know when, I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to say, but it's just like he's just not doing it right. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it, but it's just like this album was lackluster for me and his projects for a while have been quite lackluster. I, I think I'm just expecting a lot more from him mm. and he hasn't been delivering. Um, I would like to hear more um, heartfelt songs. This project for me was, I mean, there was some heartfelt material on there, but I was just like, you can go, you can do better than this. It just felt like it wasn't executive produced. Yeah. It still felt like a SoundCloud album or a SoundCloud um, project. Yeah. And And I got a lot of like throwaway, like not throwaway, that's not the word. Um, (laughs) Older school, R&B vibes yeah. which like sounded a bit cheap like yeah, in yeah, my yeah. opinion like and it 
and he signed to Atlantic, so same label as Kalani, and it felt like maybe they were trying to make like a male version mm. of a Kalani, like in some areas. And I was kind of like, that's not the LA I knew, I know. Yeah. That's not the LA. It's more alternative R and B and more like his own sound mm. and soundscapes and you know instrumentation and all of that kind of stuff. It just didn't. It, it underwhelmed me when I listened to it. I listened yeah. to it last week. Um, Cause I was excited about it. Like I love him and Jacoy and like all Jacoy's. Oh, no, no, Jacoy. No. Oh my god. Why would I say no? No, no. It's not that bad. My bad. My it's bad. not that. No, no. I'm, I'm excited about. No, no, no. I'm not excited about him. Um, Jacoy, who's a Toronto artist as well. R&B. No surprise. But um, yeah, they kind of came up in the same time on SoundCloud and stuff. So, but it's yeah, it's. It's, it's it's a shame. It's yeah. it's not a terrible project. It's no, just not. It's, it's not great. Yeah, and it, it was released on the same day as Kalani, so that kind of didn't work in his favor. Yes, in terms of what I was listening to. Shocking choice for Atlantic to do that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I just want to give a quick shout out. So I'm going to abuse this platform just quickly. I know what you're doing. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Kill's um, recent release, so his recent single. Um, all in. Yep, all in. So check that out on Spotify and all of the streaming services. Um, amazing kind of sultry love making type song. Check it out when you can. Mm. And that is me. That's all of my listens for the week. I have a question for you guys. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I'm on. sorry that sounded quite intense. Cool. Um, so the question basically, I saw this tweet saying that British artists are too closed in or they are too categorized. Um, do you think that's the case with British artists? What did you, you take that to mean though? To find it? Like, I thought it was kind of like that. someone saying that when someone raps, for example, they're automatically categorized as a grime artist or um, someone sings and they're black. So they're automatically making R&B or they're automatically making soul. So is this, you're, you're talking about from the people who do the kind of categorization. Yeah. Not the artists themselves being like- No, 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 yeah, yeah. Of, yeah so the labels that other people put on British artists. Well, I mean, we have the term urban. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's like we've only now graduated to Afro swing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, I do feel like there's a big plethora of music in the UK like music options and stuff like that especially mm. in terms of like rap styles there's UK hip hop there's obviously the grime there's rap there's loads of different kind of subsections mm. as well and um, then you can kind of break it down even further you've got lo-fi hip hop like exactly Lo and exactly yeah there's the, and even more as time goes on as well and people experiment and stuff like that so mm. I feel like we've got a plethora of let's just talk let's just call a spade a spade black artists mm. doing a plethora of different genre um, genre conventions and stuff like that so i feel like in terms of publications and stuff like that in terms of when they get it to get it to a place they yeah they sometimes just throw anyone in and call mm. this thing i think i think didn't we speak about ray black before yeah and then people um had mentioned I forgot who it was out of the both of you but there was a conversation around it was it was yeah it was during that um, Guardian article thing mm. and there was a loads of miscategorizations there okay um, eras all that kind of stuff as Shope pointed out the history wasn't done as accurately as you know he, he said other people would have done it if mm. they wrote it um, I just feel like yeah there's a plethora of artists doing different things and different styles mm. and so different you, you don't think it's true then or do you do think it's true I do think it's true I do okay. think there's a miscategorization here yeah. if that's what that tweet is insinuating I believe yeah. that's what it is I, um, I, I'm trying to find it right now to give credit to the person who it wrote it it happens in the US too though let's not get it twisted yeah. it does happen in the US but I feel like in the UK the word I mean everyone goes on about the word urban yeah it, although maybe not now a couple of years ago, it was more accurate, but 
you know, that word was used for everyone yeah. and anyone black. They could be doing pop, they could be doing R&B, they could be doing, you know, mm. all pop, all R&B and it, you know, it'd be called urban because yeah. of their color. So Yeah, I'm trying to find who yeah. wrote it, but I can't remember the tweet. I can't find it right now, but it was someone who'd written for Beyonce in the UK and I can't remember who that is. It's not M&E-K. Yeah, um, and that, yeah like songwriting. Um, but I can't remember who it was. But yeah, I'm sure Chappelle will give more accurate examples and stuff if he agrees. I'm still confused on the tweet. I'm trying to find it. It was just basically saying that the way that people are categorized by, say, these award shows or like people who are like tastemakers for the UK, they kind of put people in a box too much. Whereas in the US, they have more um, kind of pockets or they have like um, variations for new sounds. If that makes sense. Does that make sense to you? So they'll throw artists in basically doing rap into like urban or like hip-hop well um this um was an issue um that isn't really new to me i thought the uk has always had um a struggle labeling black music but i'm not surprised at that i do but i think the reason why in the states it doesn't happen as much is because there's more there's more artists and there's more how can i phrase it there's more there's a bigger crop of artists doing a variety of sounds than it is over here. And and it's living just in terms of them defining it themselves. It's also like, it's kind of institutionalized. Like there's radio stations for different types of sounds in the States. There's mm. different playlists for that kind of sound in the States. Whereas with us, we don't have that. And when it comes to our scene, our like there's not been a, a lot of documentation. And Jesse made a very good point last week when he said that when it comes to R&B in the States, like most people would think that, you know, it started off of Motown, which obviously isn't the case. Obviously there was, you know, you had the rock and roll area, you had the Ray Charles and like Jackie Wilson, mm-hmm. people like that. But like America, African-Americans have had a tradition for over 50 years. Whereas I could not actually think, I, could, I probably couldn't name a, a British R&B artist that came out before the 80s. Probably. I, I don't mm. think I could. And I'm someone who's very much on my history kind of shit. Mm. So I just think that our culture is still very much in its infancy <laughs> and it's still very young and we're still working things out. And goes back to what I said about when I was reviewing Ezekiel, when it comes to um, black British artists, the, ma- most of the stuff that is pushed is grime or UK hip hop. Mm. So like there's not really the space there to define and really separate mm. and really give new terms to things because most of what is pushed in the mainstream is grime or now Afro swing. Now, now we, now that's being more of a common catchphrase now because it's yeah. rising so much. But yeah. even with our R and B eyes, there are loads of people who would call someone like, like people call Adele soul music, and it's just like, and like I'm saying, and I've said this before, I, it's not necessarily inaccurate because she obviously definitely has um, soulful Influences. songs. And she's clearly influenced by soul artist clearly but to say that she's a soul artist mm. is very inaccurate I think they said the same thing about Jess Glynn I think that's what I was talking yes. about yeah they did people yeah. Jess Glynn R&B artists I don't yeah. think she isn't yeah no. I was looking like hmm, no she's yeah, so a bit quiet just, just to clarify last week I said that she said something anti-black it wasn't that it was that people were categorizing her as soul I got it mixed up so yeah, apologies to Jess Glynn if she heard that so somehow I just think and so I, I, I think our culture is still very young in that sense. And also when, it com- when I mentioned Denzel himself last week, like, yeah. so most people, th- most people don't really. So I was just going to say, I found the tweet. So do you want me to read the tweet before you continue? I'm already in my Clarify okay. it after. Okay, like, cool. Yeah. When it comes, like most people can't name 
UK hip hop artists. They can name the grime MCs, they can name African people, but which like think of a UK hip hop artist, most will be would be remiss to say anyone. They'll be they'll be not necessarily struggling, but they'll be like or they'll say a hip hop artist that's um or they'll say a yeah, hip hop artist in the grime when you say who's a grime artist. Because I feel like even though grime's fifteen years it's only like basically fifteen years old, um really and truly. Um it's even in its infancy like your point that you said we're in our infancy with a lot of things mm. I feel like it's very clear who's a grime artist and who's a hip hop artist yeah, yeah. it still is very clear it to is. the and, ear and, and I remember when I interviewed um, Shay Lingo and I told him that a, a particular publication labelled Lil Kana grime artist and it's just like did they? this is what I'm saying I'll say it off it's the very air. clear no but even it's very clear Who's not? But, who uh, but is. according to this publication, Lil Kana <laughs> is the He's saying this with a smile on his face. I just, I'm, I'm and not even that. And I remember that's lazy. I was, I pitched, lazy. I pitched an article to a publication, and redacted, redacted, <laughs> and they labelled um, Eminique an R&B artist. Yeah, this is the example you used. This is it. When we, yeah, 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 this is the example. So wait, wait, in your piece. So I was gonna write a piece about Eminique, while well, I still might. I'm working on um, like a mini dissertation right now. But when that's done, maybe I'll finish this MNEK. I'm so piece. surprised you said that on there, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Growth. <laughs> um, love it. Anyway, go on. Yeah. So maybe when that's done, I'll finish this piece on MNEK. But um, I, p- I was pitching out to a few people and they were trying to like disregard some of my, um, <laughs> some of my pitch because MNEK is an R&B artist. But I'm like, and I had to play it up, but he isn't. <laughs> and and, and MNEK will say that himself. But because he's black... That's why you're saying it. Yeah, yeah. And with him, obviously we're not stupid. There's definitely our R&B influences and, he, and he's spoken loads about his love for like Destiny's Child and Brandy yeah, and Monica. Yeah, 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 but yeah. if you listen to his album and even his EPs before that, it's clearly the base of his sound is pop music. Mm. But we don't allow black people in this country to be anything but R&B artists or grime artists. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I just think there's. I think we're just still very young. With it, it's weird because you you would think that even though we don't necessarily have the lineage that Americans do, like Americans have had rock and roll, they've had blues, they've had um, ragtime, they've had soul, they had the Motown yeah, sound, yeah, stacks, yeah. they had disco, they had New Jack Swing, like yeah, they've had loads of things. Mm. Whereas with us, like I guess only the last twenty five, well, thirty so years, yeah. So we still don't know how to really document and label our eyes, and that, I just think that's just for the people working in these institutions, but also just because, as Jesse pointed out, and I've known for years, the British public is very fickle when it comes to urban artists, extremely mm. fickle. Like you can, so like you, you can name people who were hot for a moment, but that was it. It was a moment. Eras, Like yeah. bring back Mystique. When people discuss the great, great girl groups of, of the UK, People don't say Mystique. They should be included. Fact. Mystique had a very good run, but if they're going to tell you the Spice Girls, All Saints, The Sugar Babes, Girls Aloud. Girls Aloud. Mm. That's when it's, and when it comes to boy bands, they're going to be like, oh, Boy Zone, yep. West Live. Blue. Blue. Who had a terrible song of real, um, Next, Next is Too Close. They redid it. I like it. their version. I prefer no. Next is Fair. I'm so yeah. sorry. And I'm sorry, it. Lee Ryan could sing better than the original guy. Mina Care, the old so. one sounded better. Wait, Mina the original guy? Oh, the, oh, I thought you meant the lead singer in Blue. I was about to, well. No, the lead singer in Blue can sing better than the, the guy in Next. I just yeah. prefer the Next. Like, say, about, say what you want about Blue, whatever, but Lee Ryan couldn't. Can, can oh, blow. no, vocals. He, Blue, Blue, Lee, Ryan, Lee Ryan was Blue? in the lead. Yes, he was. Was he? Yes. Wasn't it. um. Don't say Simon Webb because it definitely wasn't Not him. Not Simon Webb, no. no, no, no. Duncan <laughs> wasn't him either. Who's Duncan again? Is he the one? 
I don't know how to describe him, but I know who he is. I thought he was a lead. No, it was nah. Lee Ryan. Oh, wow. He was okay. the Beyonce of the group. Nah, they had songs. <laughs> they had songs. Don't get me wrong. Primary school was lit. Lee Ryan, I'm saying Lee Ryan can sing. sing. Yeah. Primary school was he lit. He can sing. But yeah, so I just think that's what it is, really. Because like, even in terms of actual like um, literature, you can find books about particular moments in black music history. We will not have that in the UK for a very long time. Jesse Bernard. All right, so let me just read the tweet. So this is a tweet by Carla Marie Williams. I thought it was her. She wrote Freedom for Lem- on Lemonade. Yeah, she wrote Lemonade. So, so sorry, Freedom, Freedom on, on Lemonade, lemonade <laughs> just to clarify. Um, but the tweet said, sorry, but UK music industry put people in boxes too much. So I, I guess we kind of answered that question, but, but that's, it's that's a bit wider. That's not, that's not just a UK thing. That's every that's everywhere. You have to do that. Yeah, in US, like that that's world. But I feel like she is in the US quite a lot because if she's writing for Beyonce, she, she must is be writing clearly. For yeah. Like, well, come on, she, if you're writing for Beyonce, so she must she must people. be comparing a situation she's been in or. Maybe it's the let way. Let me see it. Let me just. I think. Wait. She, let me get. Let me get. This I think what she's like, saying. Did she, did she put anything else? I think her issue is. I think yeah. there's miscategorization in the UK. Not necessarily being too categorized. I think it's just miscategorization. People are just using incorrect terms, but we don't have the language for that in the UK. Mm. We don't have. That. She should have specified a bit more. Yeah. Um. Can I just say to Chauvet's point as well? I feel like some editors should not be edited. Like I'm just gonna say that like right now. Like some like if you're. Well, no, I want to say. say no, but that's that my. This is my point. Oh. Like some editing <laughs> should be edited, and it's just like the experience that like so, I'm not saying all like no 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 no. Some are great. Some are teachers. Some actually do all that. But like some, you know, if the knowledge gaps aren't there, maybe you should stick to pop culture. Yeah. You know that editing, and yeah, then give and someone then- else. Give more. Obviously, journalism is shrinking right now like we've seen buzzfeeds and all that kind of stuff shrink in the last couple of weeks but that should not replace quality mm-hmm. and knowledge checking and, and should, this happens across the pods and here. there should be um, a level of expertise like i understand that you know obviously we're all humans we can't know every yeah. single thing about but i feel like if you're an editor of a publication they're just you shouldn't be making generalizations like that that's what i'm saying because that's rude that's insulting like that. They've probably heard of m and interview, heard him say Destiny's Child, and in their psyche, they've gone R&B. But you haven't pressed it's not, no, the project. It's not that. It's just he's a black guy in, in England. That's yeah, but even above that, it's helping the case to him saying, oh, Destiny's Child influence and stuff like that. They're probably like, yeah, definitely. Yes. R&B. Just throwing it about. Haven't even pressed play and haven't even judged it <laughs> with an eye. Haven't even judged it with an eye open beyond the genres that are conventionally black yeah. op- operated and stuff like that. So, and no. And like I said, I don't claim to be be an expert on anything but I will just say I I definitely know my shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's clear you say the name Emanike that's not and, you know and I, and I hold this this dear to, to, dear to me I love I, I hold it dear to me like when it comes to like history and lineages and yeah. stuff like that I that's that's my terrain mm-hmm. and got going, looking back to how things have yeah. today. I just read some articles sometimes I'm like, no, but that's not true. But no, but this person or yeah, like I was reading a Johnny Jackson piece recently and they mentioned something about her. Oh, she wasn't singing about sex to her fifth album. But like, oh no, but if you go to the second album, funny how time can fly. I'm like, Steve, you just guys don't, you guys aren't doing your research. Someone said fifth album. And it's just like no, Wait, but no. some day, some days tonight, well, with the nation. Like, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting like. If Shoffe was a superhero, his name would be the receipt. 
Like, <laughs> if you honestly, <laughs> like, he'll just correct you on any fact you say. Like, if you like, about no, R&B, actually, it's like <laughs> right there. And also, I just think um, terminology. So, like, to your point about history, my thing's terminology. Like, this is why I said about six nine stuff. We need to have the correct terms for things. Like, mm. you cannot be just throwing around pop just mm. for anyone, grime for low kind of like. Crime for the, fact, the fact that I don't properly like listen to him like that, and I know that we, we need to discuss not, that. No, literally, <laughs> no, no, no. But the fact is, like, I'm not an avid fan as you got like listening to every single song. And the fact that I even know Grime, Grime, and then literally that, I'm like, mm. hold on a minute, like, did they I said, did I miss did I miss it? They, they said Lil Connor was Grime. Yeah. So even me, I'm thinking, did I miss an album? Did something it's just happen? Disrespe- like, it's disrespectful to Lil Connor. It's disrespectful to the Grimes. Exactly because throwing him in, yeah it's like they, Grime may have done something that he's not a part mm. of and vice versa he may have done something well, it's the beat pattern of. of the sound that he makes it isn't reminiscent and this is, exactly and this is why and this is why and I feel I, I feel so protective of, of our of our cultures because it's shit like that which is what dilutes and waters down our culture because there are people growing up thinking that soul music is a down Sam Smith yeah that's facts yeah <laughs> it's not facts in its actual term but it's facts that people are growing up saying so for, for, you know golden time like, I've got a CD at me across the table. Adele, like there are really, really people out here who think Jess Glynn is an R&B artist so they're gonna have little little Suzanne and little Kieran oh I like R&B he's like oh Jess Glynn <laughs> Rhea Ora Rhea Ora Cheryl Cole. Oh, I love. So- oh, I love soul music. Who? Oh, you know, I love Sam Smith. I love Eliza Doolittle. Nigga, no. And this, to be honest, like I hope I know it comes across as the listeners like we're going off and like saying these people like it may sound like we don't think that they're talented or anything. No, that's a different thing. This is about terminology. This is about what genres they are doing. What is the baseline? Yeah, you may dibble and dabble in other arenas, but what is the baseline and what are you doing? Just getting as bangers. Because we're in an era where things are getting things are getting mis <laughs> mistermed and then it, it becomes a race thing as well because race comes into play. You know my thing is race. And then cultures and genres and stuff like that are just getting usurped and all of this shit. And it's like it's not accurate. It's not accurate. And I just and I just really fear that one day that R and B and soul is gonna turn into jazz music. Because people look at jazz as like this highbrow, oh highbrow genre. And then in La La Land too, it'll be oh, about how yeah, it never works. No, 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 guys. And that's like, it's for older white people or something like that. But it's like, and if you look at the Billboard jazz albums, everyone there is white. Yeah. Meanwhile, back in the day, in its roots in Louisiana New Orleans, it was seen as radical black ghetto nigger music. I am living. But then 50, 60 years later, it's... Diana Krull and mm. and she's dope to be fair like Diana Krull Melly Degado they're both dope but like and a bunch of other Jamie Cullum and what's that fucking girl Katie Menua that fucking girl <laughs> <laughs> no listen honestly I was looking for a jazz show the other week in London like I swear to you like I was looking and I'm seeing I'm seeing pearls I'm seeing no things no, I'm Nick, seeing no, can't keep coming up with a new word for what it's fine like no, I'm just seeing pearl faces like I'm just seeing pearl faces literally I, I didn't put it in the group chat because I was just livid I was like work can I ask how you were searching for it though were you using Google 
I was just like jazz shows in London like coming up and then there was loads of like coming up in like November and I was just like I just wanted to listen because I need to get back into jazz I really want to listen to it lineage wise and all of that and I'm I, not, all I'm seeing is diff, different I was like what, what is the this issue is like, I was that, confused that white because white people can make no 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 you oh, can yeah, no 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 fine like, like Kenny G hello legend <laughs> don't Nothing, I didn't do anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just laughing at the wider point, but yeah, go But um, it's like when, you, when people think of jazz music, they're not going to think, unless they think of like the older guys like Dizzy Gillespie and Miles Davis, Charlie Parker, yeah. all them people. Oh, check them out, by the way. All amazing people. But when it comes to today's jazz, people are not going to look at that. But luckily there is a new scene arriving. Like we have um, Moses Boyd, Exodus. We have um, Shabaka Hutchings. We have... Yusuf Kamal, like there is like a new developing UK jazz scene that is incredible right now. I really recommend those guys. Oh, um, as a collective, they're incredible, incredible, incredible um jazz um jazz band, and um of course in the states we have people like you know Robert Glasper, and um what's this guy's name? Jeff something. He's in the states to play saxophone. He's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, no, but. Mm. But my issue is that one day people are going to look at R&B and they're just going to think of um, Adele and her and whoever comes after her, her successors. And it's like, mm. no, I need you to... And, and, and Estelle actually came under fire for this like 10, 11 years ago. So there was this era in the British press when people were being dubbed the new Amy Winehouse. Mm. Oh, I remember. So it was, it was Duffy, oh. Adele, yeah. Florence and the Machine... And they were like, oh, British soul music. And Estelle came out like, that's not soul music. They were like, Estelle was like, Amy, yeah, fine, cool. That's soul music. Josh Stone, cool. But Adele, Definitely. no. It's not, it's true. Florence in the Machine. Especially yeah. Adele back then too, quiet. I would say Adele more back then than now. Adele you back think? Yes. The Air James influence was strong mm. on that first album. Her first album was very much, mm. it was definitely still peppered with pop and rock contemporary, but her first album was definitely much more soulful and jazzy than, it, than her stuff today. Definitely so. Those first two albums. I don't know what's that last one. But, um, mm. no. Um, yeah, and Estelle was like, no. When I, think, when I hear Adele, I don't think of Aretha. That's what she said. Mm. And that's fact. Yeah. Like, Josh Stone now, that's a white woman, but that is a, a legitimate soul R and B soul artist. Stuck within the parameters. like a legitimate Amy Winehouse was a legitimate soul jazz artist. Mm. Legitimate Adele, you're influenced by soul artists, and you have mm. soul influenced songs. Duffy, Florence the Machine, some soul influenced songs, but you mm. are not oh, a soul not artist. And I love Florence and the Machine; they're amazing. Um, but no, yeah, not my soul music. Yep. But on a tangent of white soul groups, the Jonas Brothers. Who's a soul group? In <laughs> they were not a soul group. Should we jump to the news section, Nick? Let's do it. Um, <laughs> so as Eden just revealed, obviously the Jonas Brothers are back um, with a new lead vocalist or new lead central person, uh, Nick. Well, that's the thing. Nick sang a lead a lot back then anyway. But I know... No, I know. I know, I know, I know you guys know what mean, I mean perception, J- J- perception. Nick is definitely going to be pushed. Yeah. Nick is the one. He's definitely being the pushed. The marriage. The success. The success. Different. Definitely. Because it was quiet for Joe. It yeah. Was, it was quiet for Joe. Ke- Kevin. He was in a group for a bit as well, wasn't he? 
He's still in that group, I think. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. It's quite for them too. And Kevin. (laughs) Kevin, yeah. Living life. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, it's cool. Like, living life. Got checks. Probably got those Disney checks. Um, Anyway, um, so the song is called Sucker, which I really enjoyed. Um, I saw a James Corden, um, the casket that he does all the time, and they were singing. He kind of did an Uber kind of skit where they um, all jumped in individually, and he said, wait, are you back? And it was like, yeah, we're back, all this kind of stuff is the announcement. This kind of came out of nowhere. It did. It was really random, but they've apparently been working on it for um, seven to eight months. But why would... I'm surprised why Nick would want to... I'm not saying um, he should never return to the group. I feel like Nick is still kind of early Mm. in his solo journey. Very early, yeah. Is it two albums? Yeah. Two albums deep? Two Um, great pop albums. What the fuck are you laughing (laughs) at, nigga? Like, (laughs) what the hell are you laughing at? (laughs) Sorry, continue. It's nothing music related. I I don't see it for Nick Jonas anyway, personally, but... I love his albums, personally. I'm just like... I thought you would try and push but even in like on the lowest of keys it's kind of quiet for him too mm. it's like and to be honest he's like now it's been three years he's like like now married you know like there's a different yeah. era he's not a flop no 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 no, no 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 like his, did, album, his well. albums do decently well yeah. he's definitely not by any means like a top established like properly like properly established Nick. as a solo yeah. artist like that yeah yeah but then you, so but to be honest like it, it, to be honest it's one of those moves in my opinion that I perceived as not good or not bad for them they could you know they always have that brand to fall back on like it's fine it was a it was a it was a massive moment for them in in their early inception and a massive moment for Disney a cash cow for them so um yeah like the song I, I was expecting this you know a nice pop record um it, it catchy, you know. It will probably shoot up the charts next week for a bit. Dip they back dip down. down, yeah. Yep. Um, visual. I don't know if it's released yet. If it is, I haven't watched it yet. But I saw the snippets and stuff. Obviously, the girl who's so basically looks like a Disney child understudy, Camilla, had to comment. Um, I can't feel my legs on the announcement. Fucking idiot. Anyway, Wait, who? Camilla, who? Um, Camilla, whatever. Oh, Fifth Harmonies, whatever. Oh, that. Oh, that yeah. Person. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah, and there's just been a lot of tweets. They obviously dominated the trends in the moment that they came out. Why the fuck do you keep laughing? No, it's just this tweet I've seen. Sorry. Oh, okay, sorry. cool, cool, cool. Um, even Winnie Harlow was like, I'm officially re-watching Camp Rock tonight. I don't know what, what the fuck. <laughs> like, I don't know what. They were in, they were in the movie. I know, movie. I know, but like, like it just, I don't know. I don't know. They were, wait, they were in the movie. No, but yeah, it, wasn't, like, it was like, wasn't a Jonas Brother movie. It, it, like, it was maybe the button. It was, Jonas but like, what's the need to mention it though? No, like, but the fact that you know when it, you get what I mean. It's it's like, 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 are we really going to act like they weren't in the movie? No, they were. They yeah, were main parts of the I film, like, but it's just like Winnie. It just didn't make sense. Like, they've matured. Oh, like, like, what's the point in like talking about this? It's not necessary. I don't know. Jordan Sparks commented, oh my God, you guys, I'm so happy for you. Spit quiet for her too, but. <laughs> a bit, I mean, a bit quiet. <laughs> I mean, elite. Jordan, Jordan's Does she have a baby? It's complete Does she have silence. A baby Does she have a baby recently? Silence. Did she have can, a baby recently? A pin drop. All right, Battlefield is a banger. Battlefield is a banger. No that air is a banger. Cheeky tattoo. That was, that was twelve <laughs> years ago. <laughs> that was twelve years ago. <laughs> I'm thinking of the lyrics of tattoo. Let right music now. play. Oh no. <laughs> The fuck that remake <laughs> fuck that remake tattoo <laughs> dr phil commented with his white hands up yeah. like he's happy you know diplo did the same diplo. thing you know maybe he's got a record on the oh, album or something the album. The album. um yeah. yeah so it's really it's a really good time for them um it's hella I'm really, quiet. Hella quiet. chance the rapper taking like 
as he said he did this or something. Yeah. Why do you always do this? He's gearing up for his album. Yeah. <laughs> why, do you, I mean, why do you always do that? Because I don't rate his movements. I don't rate his agenda. Do you, do I'm you, so glad we're on the same page. Do you like, I'm, I'm actually so, so happy because page. I love Charles Rapper, the artist, but I'm so glad we're on the same page. Following him on Twitter and just seeing his antics. Oh, you're following him on Twitter? Oh, God Seeing him outside of music, his antics outside of music have just really... Wait, did you the see the safe SoundCloud thing off. was the did, thing where I was did you like, see the hot Cheetos advert? Yes, Shoffe with the Backstreet Boys. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Please, <laughs> can we not bring this up? Like, oh my god, man is screaming whilst a car is revving in the background. What does that even mean? Or didn't this? win the Super Bowl advert. I don't even awards. know. Anyway, um, yeah, chance. Um, you can stay out of the mainstream for as long as possible, really and truly. But yeah, anyway, Jonas Brothers, really good for them. Really good song, in my opinion. What are you guys' thoughts on it? Um, yeah, it's a song, right? It's a song. Yeah, I heard it. it. Yeah, um, it's alright. <laughs> it's alright. Um, I know it's going to be a song that's going to be going off everywhere. So I'm going to walk into shopping really? centers. I think it will. It'll be one of those because, like, people have grown up listening to them. And doesn't mean a renewable bank. No, uh, not necessarily. I mean, Busted went to number one recently. So I think it's going to have the similar kind of appeal. I mean, in terms of they have a much bigger audience than Busted as well. So I feel like we're going to walk into shopping centers and stuff like that. And we'll hear this song and then eventually we'll be like humming it and stuff. Um, it's a good pop song. Mm. Well, it's an all right pop song. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be. Everything I expected, yeah. to be honest. I'm not excited for an album or anything. But oh, yeah. I won't be listening to that. Shopping. No. Well, I've kind of said my points already. I'm just kind of surprised. It kind of came out of nowhere. Nick, I feel like Nick is still. Not you. I was like, oh. <laughs> like yeah, everyone's saying Nick. Nick had tweets about Nick. Like, Nick what? Jonas, I think he's still like, even though I do feel it's quiet for him anyway, I, I feel like he's still making some, he's making decent waves in Solar Wise. Decent. I just, whenever I think of Nick Jonas, I just think of the church video. Do you know when he does um, the um, the song Jealous yeah. in the church? Oh, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I personally was a fan of his music, like his, his solo music, like Nick's solo music. Um, I don't know why there's a moment of silence because he did a video <laughs> in the church, but... Um, have you seen it? I have seen it. Okay. And it's like, you don't, <laughs> you don't have the vocals to carry a choir like that anyway. He so. was straining, boy. Fuck it up. He thought those muscles were gonna help him. Muscles were gonna help him. <laughs> Sorry, continue what you're saying. What well, a quick random one. Did you? Did any of you see Osh? I know we haven't discussed Osh this time. I was literally thinking that last week when Jesse mentioned him. Because what I, about him? Because obviously he, he's obviously he's over now. You know he came and went. Like I he's not over. He's, he's just he's, done. He's working he's, on new music. He's done. <laughs> it's, it's actually done. It's, it's done. <laughs> I, and I know Shopee's happy because he said this since day one. <laughs> no, but we've been new. But, but the thing is, you it, guys were like, "Oh, he's gonna bang." I said nothing to blow. Shopee, Shopee, Shopee. Was it not me that read out that he debuted on '93 on the charts? Okay, and this is the British charts, which are easier to pop. An independent who's not signed to Columbia, NSG, are about to be top five, and this one couldn't even crack the top forty. But anyway, did any of you watch his? Um, Video where he was singing of a gospel choir. Yeah, it was the funniest thing I've seen in my life. What's it called again? Um, I don't remember, but he sees me. That one. Like he really thought he was out here giving us Jay Moss and Smokey Norfolk these like these gospel vocals, and it's mm. like no, you sounded like the twelve year old that praise chapel talent show. I'm gonna say this again. He can sing. No, he, he can. No. 
All right, he, um, he, he can hold a note. Yes. He can hold a song. But like- But to say he's like a sick singer. No one said that, but the he people, can no, sing. No, people were, Nick, people, when people were like saying like- I've he never heard anyone sing. called Osh a sick singer. No, people were calling him that. A sick singer? Yes. Yeah, people on the TR Because people conflate loudness with talent. Was it this video? Yes. Mm. Can oh. you play it, please? Mm. I, I didn't see this, I don't really care. Can you show me the visuals Nick has as well? To see it. Well, I know Sunday isn't coming anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> I know Sun- I know Sunday's not coming. So just watch it. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, see. Did the choir kill it? Yes, of course, of course. But the lead vocals does it. The guy clapping in the background is in it though. This guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on his. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if we're gonna talk about. All right. So let me no, just. No, from, from, so, so you just said he can sing. Okay. So Sunday's not coming anytime soon. <laughs> Um, Can I just say something quickly? It's quiet. So in- <laughs> it's, <just> saying, <laughs> it's quiet. Sunday's not coming anytime soon. Wait, it's wait, quiet. Wait, <laughs> that's it. That's it. The, the thing that I don't like about Osh, because I, I do still see a, a kind of resurgence Ooh. or something. It's not happening. Wait, hold on. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Wait, the thing that, I don't know he why we're a, talking about Osh anyway. But he was a trend for a couple of wait, months. Wait, 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 wait. It's done. The thing that I think he needs to improve on is his songs. It doesn't songs, matter if he does. Wait, his songs don't make sense. It doesn't matter if the songs are amazing. He's and not his going tone to is really bad. Like the, his his vocal, like the way he just does things, it's just not good. It's like he sings in between his throat. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like he's straining it's, to get the vocals yeah. out. And it's like, like you, you know don't the little, need to do the little gap in your mustache. That's the part that he Sing yeah. from. And also, and yes. the yeah, hype yeah, 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 is yeah, yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah. The hype is been and come. It's the end. The song didn't chart. We'll see what happens, man. It's, where, where, when did you ask Oh, did you see Loz's new song? Loz released a new song, guys. Name of the Father. And <laughs> the Son and of <laughs> no, the but Holy the thing Spirit. is, right. I don't know what. Oh, man. Wait, no, I'm not going to lie. Do you know what? I heard it. I heard the song because on the TL, you know, audio clips and it played. Um, what I think of the snippet, I haven't heard the full song, obviously, we're not putting my ears through that. But um, I heard. But Lil Pump here. Shove but that was different. That was to laugh at. <laughs> that was under the preface. Hold on. That was Camilla under the hold, yeah. hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Camilla was a job with Lil Pump. It was literally to laugh at. So it was comedy value for me. With Loz. You ain't even got a personality to give me anything. With Little Pump, at least like at least the review gave me the comedy to then read it along with every song. With Loz, what I heard from that very short snippet, very painful snippet, is I heard um, Cassie, if of even lower quality from that Loz song. Cassie I heard even lower good. quality. No, but vocal quality. That's what I mean here. And we know Cassie cannot hold a live performance to save her mother. Um, oh but yeah, God. Loz, and that's true. Watch the BET performance of, you know, got a long way to go, etc. It's quiet. Anyway, um, Lars, <laughs> Lars, yeah, literally, it's quite <laughs> it's, literally, literally the crowds are the time. Like literally that quiet. Anyway, Lars, I heard early 2003, I heard Cassie, um, but even like lower quality oh, Cassie. Cassie is on the, is on Solange's album. I don't know why, but. 
Oh, is she? She's singing background to oh, one of the songs. So she's getting a check. No, but I couldn't hear her, so she, mm. I don't know what these background vocals were. I mean, I'm glad she's getting a check post Diddy. Cassie's always going to be... Cassie's always going to get a check. Yeah. No, she anyway. is. She is. She is. She is yeah. Next topic. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Next uh, topic. Should we yeah, so next Jonas topic? Brothers. Great, 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 great. All good stuff. Let's move on to the main event. Um, let's just talk about it. Let's do it. Um, so, we've got to go to our good Can old... Do- well, it's not even friends. Um, what? Would you like Kelly? We are. Let's what just do it. last. No, I just want to get over with right now. So, R. Kelly. So, we missed the first boat. We were off season for this to happen, to give our views and anything. So, R. Kelly, um, obviously, since... Um, surviving R. Kelly. Yeah, since surviving R. Kelly and since our breaking, we're coming back. He's actually was imprisoned okay he was imprisoned uh but not for long because <laughs> r kelly's one hundred thousand dollar bail on monday so this is this monday just gone just days after the singer was arrested on sexual abuse charges um was bailed out not by family not by friends not by friends but by fans, okay? So the 47-year-old businesswoman defended her decision to bail R. Kelly out on a Fox 32 Fox, of course, um, news interview. Uh, she believes Kelly is innocent. <laughs> Did what? And I, th- I believe she probably has access to a TV to watch Surviving R. Kelly. So even after watching that, allegedly, she Fuck. thinks that he's innocent. So I'm not going to say it was my money um, or Kelly's. Uh, he's not broke. Uh, he's my friend and I knew oh, he she needed help. Him. So actually uh, to clarify it is it might be a friend, but how uh, it was pitched okay. by the media is that it you was a fan. Sound like they were like friends. Yeah, it's, yeah like it sounds that. like it's a fan, oh, that changes, friend okay. kind of thing. But yeah. Okay, um, changes things. Yeah, Love claimed that Kelly's release was inevitable um, as he plans to post Bond by Thursday. So he was going to actually, he, we, we all know he got the money to post Bell, like it's clear. Um, but apparently, no, apparently his finances are a mess. Yeah, apparently he's not. Apparently, oh, his are a mess. apparently he's broke. That's why it took so long. That's why the I'm sure for. he could phone a friend though. Like he would have got out. I don't think anyone would want to I be don't think anyone wants known to. for taking out R. Kelly from prison. True, but there's ways. There's ways you could get the money. Well, across. no, but that's why he there's was ways. in jail because he couldn't. He couldn't post his bail. No, but I feel like if, if there was a way, then media would find a way to find out about it. So he'll be true. He'll be. But I still feel like even if she didn't, someone would have got him out. Mm. Like in my opinion, apparently he's like he's he's broke. Yeah, apparently he's broke, broke sad well is not so, well, sad that <clears throat> on top of this you can't even post your own bell so but that surprised me because yeah. he does have royalties in so many songs so. and the thing is he does perform he's still booked like obviously mm. it's not booked booked like big big venues but like he's still he's still out here you yeah. know he's still, well, so maybe he just spends his theory, money my, since he my, gets my it. theory is he's spent too much money paying off people for the last mm. 30 years yeah, to yeah. keep him quiet to keep, to keep it quiet yeah tax that's evasions probably, that's, probably well. all, that's probably where all his money has gone yeah Loads of artists who have troubles with the IRS too, so probably that too. Mm. Um, Selling out of court every fucking five months. So Love is actually not broke. So she's got several <laughs> restaurants um, as well as Chicago Child Fair, fair, child fair, child care. A child care, a child, a child child care, care facility. facility. Stop asking me to retweet. So a woman um, who runs a child care facility posted yeah. bail so for R. Kelly yeah so considering so as your point um, considering the charges against e. Kelly, Kelly involve underage girls many people were shocked <laughs> to find out that loved worked within the childcare which involves young girls of course uh, industry what would you do as a parent finding that out 
My child's coming out of that place straight away. She getting slapped yeah. in the face, not by me, but by the <laughs> wife. Like she getting slapped in the face. Imagine my child's. I'm pulling my child from there. Yeah, that it's quiet. Room. Like it's so quiet. That's disgusting. And you're getting cast out, and every parent will know that you bailed out. You know, it's, it's we're saving the kids out here. Like mm. it's great. Um, we're getting them all out. Um, so yeah, that's basically all we need to cover. To be honest, Kelly was in prison for sexual charges. Some, some finally caught up because all of them obviously haven't um but some luckily were allowed to get him in prison but um yeah she posted bell love uh who runs a childcare facility as well as restaurants mm. so what are our thoughts on that what's what yeah what do we make of this whole fiasco right now i don't really know i'm not surprised um because we are we do currently have a system which supports and aids um, rapists and um, it just seems like the climate currently in politics as well because there is some things go- there are some things going on Brad with like Donald Trump and stuff like that as well yeah. mm, that and Kavanaugh thing was a mess Kavanaugh thing. that whole thing yeah. was a mess watch that whole court thing yeah. that yes. thing was a mess mm-hmm. and I'm not t- too surprised to be honest which is a very sad thing to say because if someone does commit the crimes that R. Kelly had and um he's bailed out almost instantly when he goes in. It's just like, <coughs> where is the justice? Cause the whole aim of it was people boycott R. Kelly, but he does make money. So he can't bail himself out. But then it gets to the point where someone else can bail him out. And his fans set up good from me accounts. Yeah. And it's just like, these people are parents as well, which is the thing that's really sad. Like, I feel like at least some of the people that donated towards R. Kelly or some of the people that are kind of like, um, campaigning for his release, it's ridiculous um, and it's a shame that's all I can really say it's and a shame Drake's I wish said he's 100% support so yeah can't. but that man's confused have you seen his moustache but but, um, do you know what I think it's there's a lot of things going on in my head and I think that it uh, it relates to like the <clears throat> cultural currency of R. Kelly in my opinion and this is how this happened with Bill Cosby as well in a similar way the parallels are similar um, you have some of the newer generation, but particularly the older generation. I just want to make the distinction. It's both. It's not just the older generation. Some newer generations are supporting him, whether it's quietly or publicly. Um, where people are conflating the contributions to conventionally black cultural moments or genres and stuff like that whether it was Bill Cosby and acting and the father figure which was super important for the time um, and also Bill Cosby is one of just, uh, just is, is one of the greatest stand-up comedians of all time yeah like just he's just a, across the spectrum an icon like and um in terms of R. Kelly his contribution to R&B and music in general and his in- inspirations to this day are still there you know people still credit him as a source of influence musically um and all and of even that. if they don't you can you can you tell can, you can you tell can someone's can influenced by our kelly our performance you can see the performance styles all of that so both of them have a, one of the highest in the black community cultural currency they have that so i think people conflate that with morals mm. and you know, I do say to people, you know, in terms of the streaming thing, it's your moral compass, do what you want, it's an individual choice. But with this, you know, when it comes to sexual assault, rape, molesting, all of that, I will set a lighter. Like, Underage honestly, girls. I will set a lighter. Like, it's just not, I have a little sister, it's not happening. Mm. 
and I'm not going to jail for that. Like literally, I will, yeah, I'm not gonna say some things, but like literally it, it's so passionate to me. That area, it's worse to me, and I people will, won't get this, but it's worse to me than just straight up shooting someone, in my opinion. Mm. Or like it's on the same level, to at least on the same level. And with R. Kelly, they're conflating it. And he is the Pied Piper for a reason. Like he's, li- and this isn't even trying to be funny. Like the Pied Piper hypnotized a generation and that is what he's done to women, to men, to kids, all of that. And that's why, as Chopin said in the car, we were on our way here, after he got, um, after he got out, he went to the same spot where he allegedly groomed young women when he was um, in his heyday, where he was in his prominence to do that kind of stuff. And throughout his career, he would go to the specific SWAT, as well as schools, as well as places with um, women there, as well as concerts, all of that. And we saw the clip, even that's quite contemporary, of girls grabbing his crotches in there. There's still that allure. Some mm. people even want to be abused. Some See women girls. have literally said, take me. Mm. Some girls. girls have literally tweeted after the documentary, take me. There was a hashtag. I forgot what the hashtag name was, but it was like, come and t- take me too or some shit like that. They think it's a fantasy. Mm. They think abuse. They think rape. They think um, and continuous sexual, like alluring, all that kind of stuff is something to be played with. Mm. They don't think there's long lasting effects here. And I also mm. want to say that the par- there's parallels in the family life because in the same way, as people are being complicit with R. Kelly, they're complicit with their uncles. Mm. They're complicit with their dads. They're complicit with people, that um, mothers, whatever, whoever commits the abuse in the household. It's statistically proven, this is a common convention, that rape happens with people you know more so than people that you don't. That mm. is a common fact. So in the same way people- Remind me to put a trigger warning. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It deserves a trigger warning. And if you got to this point and triggered, I'm sorry. I just have to get this all out. Um, I just think with family as well, it, I think especially in minority, because on top of the systemic pressures, we have that internal pressure as well. Um, and even religion, like we've mentioned it in religion as well. It happens in church. Church is one of the biggest institutions where it happens. And that's a fact too, statistically proven. Um, white churches. I'd, white it churches, happens in all yeah. churches, but- No, white, no, no. Yeah, obviously. Specifically yeah, yeah, like Protestant, Anglo-Saxon, the, yeah, the denominations and yeah. all that. But yeah, I think I, I personally know people that have committed sexual abuse, not they're not friends, but mm. I know of, of situations, of victims, of all of that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of complacency. Mm. I wanted to go to the police at one time and I was stopped mm. from going to the police. I was enraged. I was picking up, I was literally ready. Like we're riding out all night. This is going to happen. We're going to get them. I was told not to do it. Mm. There's so many reasons why people hold these people to account and like give them a life when they deserve the they, they deserve to rot in yeah, my opinion yeah, or until we come up with a better solution than prison that actually proves to get these people the help that they need mm. um yeah prison get get them locked up it's disgusting and i feel like we all have a part to play in what either complicity or um just straight up like sighing and like playing the music if it's music or watching the show if it's an actor or, or musician alike mm. and it's trash, in my opinion. It's absolute trash. And yeah. the R. Kelly thing, I'm, it's sad to say, like you said, I'm not surprised either. I'm numb to it. I am numb to it. Mm. But this needs to be vocalised. I'm just numb to it just because of the... It's it's just tiring. Mm. It's tiring. And I've, I knew he was a sexual abuser before this documentary. We've been knowing since I was a kid. It was laughed about that he pissed on girls 14 year old girls like it was laughed about in playgrounds and stuff like that and parents would just shrug it off whenever it came up oh that's not true like whatever and it's like 
this is trash. Like yeah. we have to, we have to get to a point where we stop. And un- unfortunately, we probably won't. This will release. Mm. You know, people will listen to it, and then it will just be a carried on thing. It's trash. Yeah. Like it literally is trash. But but yeah, I, th- I so think there's no, yeah. I think we need to look at the core reason for why things like this happen and why people. Um, kind of say oh I, I want him to take me and stuff like that because although it is rooted he- heavily in patriarchy and the way that um, dynamics are set up the main thing is power it's power it's um, what power represents so money mm. um, and the status as well mm. and a lot of the time we kind of prioritize these things it's because we're in this whole culture of success or nothing mm. you got to wake up at certain times or do certain things to kind of succeed throughout life Unfortunately, we praise people that kind of show the life that we want. Mm. Um, We do it through Instagram. We do it for all of these social media channels. And growing up, we saw R. Kelly living this lavish lifestyle, like the hotel video or like bump and grind where he's with all these people and he's celebrating. They want the lifestyle. They literally want the lifestyle. And they think that the person they saw on the TV screen all those years growing up who made them feel these emotions because his music was quite rhythmic. It's very black unity in terms of like black families. You listen to it at weddings, funerals. It's throughout our lifetime. All we've known is going to an event and R. Kelly's playing. Yeah, like it's it's almost guaranteed. You can bet money in it and get a return straight yeah. away. To and the I'm, point where we don't even realize the song because I remember yeah, yeah. I was at a barbecue and literally last summer, um, and it came on mm. one of his songs, um, "Touch the Sky," I believe, um, or what was greatest? Yeah, sorry, um, and. I literally forgot it was R. Kelly. Like literally, he's he's the Pied Piper in yeah. all senses. I don't know how it like became, but li- literally, his music can just seep itself yeah. in, and you won't realize until the last last lyric played. And it was only after I was like, wait, that was that's someone I know. We yeah. should play him for some reason. What? Who is even it? The and then it was like R. Kelly. And I'm mm. yes, yeah, exactly. And even yeah. he's laced himself in that way. So it's it's hard to just say mute R. Kelly because then it's like I can, mm. well, obviously we don't play the albums and stuff like that. But like as you said, that's a really good point. He writes for other people, and I think your point about. Um, the lavish lifestyle is true, but then also in the music industry and entertainment business, sex is considered a transaction. Mm. So people have sex for things. Like obviously it's not it's not shocking to you guys. You probably know this. But like literally girls, young impressionable girls will meet up with execs in hotels. That's that's for a reason. Mm. Hotel was the meeting point for a reason, the hotel bar. That's mm. for a reason. Okay, to get them drunk, to lace the drug in there. It was, you know, the the um dragonfly was a thing, you know, all of that. We all know that was a thing. Um and sex is used as a transaction, mm. even when it's on the table. So girls, you know, execs, I forgot, there was a white pop star who came public just before the Me Too movement. It was like 2014 or something. And she was like saying, this exec literally had his dick out at the table in a record label. And he said, you're gonna you're gonna have to play with this to get signed. Oh, like literally rah. just like, that's the, that is the level you know we're what? on. We kind that of, is the level we we're on. We covered this when, um Vanessa came in. Vanessa, yeah. Because Vanessa yeah. spoke about how some of her artists have been approached by like execs to do like sexual favors. And in in her phone book, she has to have like stars and stuff next to people's names. Yeah. So that she knows that she's speaking to these people because it does benefit her business. Mm. But equally at the same time, Watch. they are known yeah. for doing certain things. And it's unfortunate. I mean, if we look at the way that people play people in the music industry, and I know this isn't something we were going to cover, but look look at the Ghost Bank situation, for example, and the fact that people gave so much um, time just because of the things that he promised. And that was a situation for the R. Kelly, for the R. Kelly situation as, as well. R. Kelly said that he will get these girls signed. Yep. He'll help them get a career. He, told, the, he told their parents this. Yep. And I just think we need to start being aware of the fact, and I'm talking about black people in general, because it does mm. happen to us quite a lot. 
uh, unfortunately. It does happen to white people as well, but as a black person, I'm talking about my people right now. You want now. to talk about your people, um, exactly. And, and there's an under-discussed reputation in the black community of sexual abuse and sexual violence that is just consistently swept under the rug, mm. literally. I think, yeah, yes, it happens in other families, but I think it's discussed more openly. Mm. I think a lot of black people don't really want to admit cer- certain things are sexual abuse or or sexual misconduct, but no. And no, even, even as just someone as a purveyor of things like I feel like I know of so many black celebrities who have said I was raped by my auntie mm. or I was Mary J. Blige Mary J. Blige, Blige. Um, Whitney, father's friend Whitney, Whitney Houston loads of people I swear I didn't know about Whitney Houston yeah yeah. Her, she was um, abused by I think her auntie as a wow. kid but yeah, yeah loads of I always hear like these black actors or singers rappers Lil Wayne like loads of people mm. Chris Brown. Chris Brown. Loads of people seem to, th- seem to have had like mm. some weird sexual... An option. But yeah. do, do you know where that is? There's no nuance to the conversation because a lot of the people that I've spoken to, so I've, I've, I, I know some people personally who've, who've, been who've, been, who've been abused and speaking to them, a lot of the time, people kind of take a situation as... Um, black or white there's never a grey area and that's kind of the case with the, with the black community um, there are situations like why were you wearing this type of clothing or why were you at this place at this time or um, what were you doing for this to happen and um, just speaking to some people it's whenever they've spoken about it publicly that's kind of the reaction that they've received as well and it's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate that our community can't sit down and have conversations. And there's loads of reasons behind that in terms of psychology, um, in terms of why we can't have certain conversations, why sex is so taboo because of our structures when it comes to spiritual understanding and stuff like that. But even in British culture, sex is literally not discussed. Like, um, yeah, yeah. so I was on a train like when I was like, 17 or 18 this Spanish group of people were talking on the train openly about sex and it got to the point where like they asked some people like we there was me and my friends we got in the conversation somehow they're like why are you guys like flinching like why are you guys like Brits are so prudy and like mm. untouched like but I do think it's even more there's more nuance within the black community as well and like relationship with parents and like that open dialogue and that kind of thing mm. like that and yeah I would with say some some households I, well I would say I'd say a lot of households. Yeah, I would. I, I would agree with that personally. Um, I forgot my point. Now I was going to say something in reaction to what you just said. Uh, what was it? I can't remember. I can't remember. But yeah, R. Kelly. The in abusers. General. You were talking about the abusers though, and like how they um, get victim blamed a lot. Yeah, but there was something you said which triggered a thought, and I can't remember what it was. Um, yeah, I can't remember. But R. Kelly. In terms of R. Kelly in general. This situation is going to be an ongoing situation for a while to the point that people will stop talking about it, unfortunately. I wouldn't say that, you know. I would say that I think people need to understand that there's life outside of social media. Ever since, like, these, the first sex cult stories happened, what, two years ago? TMZ one. Like, he has consistently come back into the news quite semi-regularly the last mm. two years but it's only now we're seeing things happen to him like yeah, go to prison and nothing's happening but no, that's the thing though but you know but you know that when it comes to like legals legal stuff that that stuff is a process he still has a case it takes there's time. still a case coming up even though yeah, he he's, going, bell, he's going, like, to he's to go court. He's going to court he's going to court next week they'll still mm. they'll come up there's and apparently they have so a, there's a process and then apparently the, like the police have a sex tape of him with some, with some 14 year old yeah, girl the tape. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Okay. like so this is the thing with me I do think I I don't know when but I do think that 
we are about to see the demise of R. Kelly. Mm. I think we are. Because not even in terms of just Twitter's reactions, but like his record label dropped him. The fact that he couldn't even post his bail, that's a very telling sign because loads, he's rich. He should, you would think he's rich, mm. but clearly not. And the fact that now there is a new case being stacked up against him now being built and worked on. Um, people are pulling out like radio stations or he plays music. Like I think it's happening, but I think people just look at the fact that we're all discussing on Twitter every day. Mm. That means people aren't doing stuff, but like there's life outside of social media. So it's like, oh, we just move on. Well, that's just how news is. But mm. no, I think still a case. There's work. Yeah. There's work. There's work being done. Yeah. <laughs> and I th- I'm sure R. Kelly is shitting himself right now because mm-hmm. I think his time is coming. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be this year, mm. but it does yeah, seem like will be ongoing. it does seem like the, the, that documentary, all the stories that have come out the last two years, his anecdotes, and the way the industry is starting to react to him now. Like you're saying, oh, it's publicly denounced him, even though. But and that's the thing. People were like criticizing people like doing it now, but. And for everyone's a sheep like no one's gonna say it 10 years ago because that could have hurt their career but obviously now it's kind of like you know it, it's accepted mm. if not also kind of like the world mm, there's been a breakthrough i guess so people are like okay yes and 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 i want people to know this like some people may have actually just not known you know mm. some people just may not have known people are like oh we've always known yes we have but even us the three of us um our friends and family like i've like known r kelly is 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 a rapist, a child abuser, and yep. a pedophile, but like, and we're gonna act like and say that before 2017, I probably wouldn't still listen to him regularly. Mm. He was one of my one of my favorite singers. I love R. Kelly's music, but I would have said the last two years, I've had to be like, oh shit, no. Mm. R. Kelly is actually a troublesome, mm. deranged human being. Yeah. But before that, I'm not gonna sit here and lie. I was playing Love Letter. I was playing like. Mm. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I was playing his music. Chocolate like Factory. That. I was playing, even though I did know the Aaliyah, I knew about the Aaliyah thing, I knew about the, the the sex tape, but. I didn't know about the Aaliyah thing. Like, that's I just music. I but didn't know about it. Those things, I think, in the public consciousness and the public psyche, those, that's the thing, because people look at all these scenarios now, but the only things that were public, mm. public. Um, public domain with the Aaliyah thing and the sex tape thing and those were like 10 years apart mm. and then but, and you got and he got um, acquitted of the sex the sex tape so like obviously mm. yes he probably paid people well he did pay people, people off but it's easy to kind of just Clearly like did. it's easy to oh okay well he got off mm. and then also the media was in a much different place back then mm. it's like well, it's, the world has always been politicised but it's now it's like a trend to be you know conscious and you know woke and discuss issues so we weren't going to be doing that in 2003 mm, of course yeah. we can do it now 2019 because we have black lives matter we have me too we have um all but the thing issues. is even with these issues though this is what i'm th- i think it's very performative like i do think that yeah r kelly will like probably likely the case is being worked on we all know it will probably skew in the favor of trying to get him out it's this time but i do think that with these performative issues there are a lot of execs there are a lot of people wearing the roses all this kind of thing and it does take time as you as you rightly pointed out but i just think that there's still so much of a way to go Mm. and it is because yeah it's a new consciousness society's in a different while publicly in a different place but 
I feel like there's a lot of under the hand table things still going on. There's eyes still coming to me telling me things have happened. There's families. And I, I think it's going to be so... It's never going to be to a point where, you know, like you said, your initial reaction to R. Kelly was, you know, the, today mm. is, um, you know, this is trash. Like, well, how could this happen? Like, unfortunately, this happens. It's like, I just think that will always be the standard, like, in my opinion, even though, even if it is, like, good and, like, mainstream-wise, cool to talk about these issues, I still feel like sexual abuse and stuff like that will still happen. It's just mm. being, it will be masked more and more like, mm. if I get, if you get called out then, okay, cool, we, we ain't standing by you, but, you know, it will be like, you know, we can still do this kind of no, thing. No, but that will, affect, that will affect the, that will affect the decorum and that will affect the behaviours of how people act behind the scenes because that's the thing. There are probably, there are loads of people who've been doing this for years, but they're probably going to have to patting themselves now yeah. I mean, obviously it's always going to happen because you just can't afford certain things but yeah. I don't think I, I would imagine I don't think it's going to be as pervasive and as as common like yes mm. it's going to happen but like clearly people, like people people know that it's a different time people know that okay it's like closet racist they're not going to like they may be racist but they're not going to say it because like okay I know that mm. yeah. closet homophobes like okay I know mm. like but I think it's gonna be the same with that. Like I feel people will just be very particular and people could be extra careful, which in some ways will kind of force them into just kind of being better and or knowing better. So I, I kind of disagree with the whole performative thing. But like I said, it's it depends on what space, because I feel like the church hasn't even been tapped into oh, yeah. The black like, church. You know what I mean? And not even black church, like literally church as a whole. Like no, I'm going for the black church from this one. Cool. Because <laughs> um, I because I grew up in like different churches, I can speak from both perspectives. But yeah, I feel like church as a whole, like we haven't even scratched the surface on this shit. Like mm. boys are still being taken into the back room. Like it's still it's still to do power thing yeah power still, still to do power yeah. influence and stuff like that um any other Anyways. thoughts or uh no i just think that <laughs> we we need to continue having healthy conversations when it comes to um sex we need to have healthy conversations when it comes to the way that people approach abusers and to make sure that we encourage people to come forward and talk about their experiences and we don't condemn them for doing it Definitely. we need to stop having um thought processes that are very black and white as well because there can be a gray area and you can double think you could think two different things yeah exactly time. and our thinking needs to stop being it's the fault of the person who's saying that they were abused because even never okay that, so but. say for example and this is just an example say for example someone does lie and we know the percentage of people that lie is quite low minuscule minuscule but say that person does lie it doesn't take away from the fact that it does still happen and i've I, often what i see is most people try to disprove what someone is saying more than trying to understand poles, it yeah. yeah so they're like it's just it will go off on a tangent forever if we talk about this but in terms of r kelly don't even know what to say hopefully um it's more of the older generation than it is with us in my opinion no there's some of our generation too no i would say personally I made the distinction in terms of the influence somewhere. so when we're going to events it's usually the older generation who puts it on um and whenever i've had an argument about r kelly it's been with the older generation it hasn't been with someone from ours i know young people that still would slap it in the party and even to this point this is a completely unrelated 20 um not 21 savage what's his name uh check west no yes check west um a dj uk dj literally played him like last night and was like oh i gotta play check west blah, 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 like proper publicly doing this so i feel like it's just it's just even though r kelly you may we can throw them in the older generation, even though I said that some of the newer generation, but with our newer gen artists, 
XXX and Taj. I mean, come mm. on now. There's still the equivalent in our generation that yeah. people will fight to for Nell more so yeah. than they would for R. Kelly just because it's so... It's such a weighted case right now. Yeah, no, no I'm not saying our generation is better. I'm not saying that at all because I don't yeah, think that's yeah. the case. But I think with R. Kelly in particular, you think it's, it's more, more of a trickle down mm. type of thing. So we've kind of grown Cultural. up listening to R. Kelly because of our parents. Yeah. And now when we go to events, it's like our parents, not my, not our parents, but the older generation who are yeah. playing their music. So next topic, guys, we're going to talk about Ariana Grande. She's faced a bit more backlash um, this week. And this is in relation to Manchester Pride, which is coming up soon, I believe. Um, so the US singer is set to perform at the event. Headline. Uh, headline even, sorry. Um, yeah, I'm reading. Uh, yeah, I forgot to read the um, subheading. Um, yeah, so she is set to headline the event uh, two years after 22 people died in a suicide attack after her show in the same city. Um, and Grande, so she wanted to chime in because basically she faced some backlash about the headline, um, the headlining of the event. So she... The backlash that she kind of got was that she, the LGBT community or some members of the LGBT community felt that um, they were being exploited by having Grande headline uh, because she's not LGBT uh, and they would have rathered an LGBT artist to headline their event, uh, which is interesting because uh, we did our research and across the years, there have been many heterosexual artists who have performed and headlined the event so it's just interesting that this has come to light but um can i just check is the issue that she's headlining or that she's performing i think that she's headlining it's headlining uh, yeah I, I think yeah i believe it's headline okay. um yeah she wanted to comment because she saw many people discussing the issue uh and she wrote a long note. Sorry, I'm just reading the article as it goes along. So I'm going to read the note and then we'll discuss. So, hi, my love. I believe she probably meant loves, but I have nothing to do with ticket price. Oh. Oh, people were complaining about um, the prices being too high, but I don't... That's not oh yeah, I'm not reading the note. I'm her. not reading the note. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not reading the note about ticket pricing. There's just no point. But um, she wants to visit the city that means so much to her um, and the city... Uh, she said that the community has been so special to her and supportive throughout her entire career, regardless of um, her identity or how people label her. Uh, and that's kind of... No, she also said, if you truly feel like I didn't deserve to be offered this spot, I respect that, but I did accept it excitedly and gratefully. So that's what she said. Sorry, guys, for the miscommunication. I'm what just going through the mean? article. What does that mean? She was grateful and excited to be given the opportunity. So she basically said, um, she's still performing. I'm still performing. She's it's it's kind of like, I know you don't want me to be here, but I will. But I'm going to be here. Yeah. No, I, th I think she was saying that if you have issues, that's fine. But she, she that's wants, fine. She wants, no. <laughs> she okay. wants them to know that when it was given to her, she was like excited, excited and jumping for joy that she was asked. Who is her PR team? I feel like her PR team shit. There's a last comment. There's a last statement. What's PR got to do with this? I just want to put on Isn't a... Okay. I just want to put on a show that makes my um, LGBTQ fans feel special um, and celebrated and supported. That's all I want to do. That's the same thing. Or that's what the news article had across statements. So what are you guys' thoughts? I think Eden wants to go for us. No, I don't. I don't actually have an opinion you on You did that. say her PR. Yeah, why did like, you say her PR? No, I just think that her PR team is crap. 
um, just with a lot of the things when it came to the Grammys and then she did that whole um, attention seeking thing when it came to Cardi B winning the award over Mac Miller and she decided to tweet. But that's not PR It's public relations. It's the way she reacts with the news. Yeah, Yeah, but she's her own person I know PR told her to do that but wouldn't that be a PR response that they sent oh, that's yeah, yeah yeah that's disgust that yeah. was disgust yeah no but the Grammys that's no okay so but I, you I, think you because I, I remember think two weeks ago you think it is PR yeah, yeah. You I, th- I thought that was a PR and I do think it is so in, his, in your eyes I get why you think yeah, um, and I don't think that. it was her that released a statement at the Grammys either so just that's why I think it's PR um, but in terms of this whole situation I don't think I can comment on it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't have an opinion on it, really. Um, I understand the frustration, but um, I can't say what's right or wrong. I just. Th- I feel like if if the people are saying that they don't want Ariana Grande to perform or be the headliner, then potentially listen to them. I'm just thinking about it from a perspective. But, but of, this is why I'm confused because I don't understand why, in particular, it's an issue with her when. Britney Spears did it last year. Kylie Minogue has done it. Lady Gaga has done it. Numerous I, so, straight okay. eyes of headline pride events. I will say and this. Re- and, and regularly do them every year across the world. Even Tank's done one. So I will say this, <laughs> that um, I put a tweet out the other day saying that I don't really feel Ariana Grande's spirit. Like spiritually, yeah, I, I don't really that. feel Ariana Grande. That. And that's not a knock to her music. And I went off and did some investigating because I would really want to understand why that was. And um, <laughs> sometimes you've got to use Google. Yeah, sometimes you've got to figure out because there's something about her that I just didn't like. And I've yeah. kind of figured out what it is. And there was this whole thread that someone tweeted about and it was entitled, why I don't fuck with Alicia, um, Ariana Grande anymore. I feel like I've seen retweets from that yeah. somewhere. Like Han retweet yeah. i don't want to put words hand it might not have been you yeah. i feel like yeah but, um, literally it was just talking about how she kind of jumps on trends so one of them was like in her i think it was breathing one of the videos where it had transitions of people with her like kissing them and stuff there was something about her doing something called lgbtq um fishing or baiting or something along those lines uh, where she was pretending to be part of the lgbtq community and i find with her in particular she does that quite a lot um pretends to be lgbt not lgbtq not lgbtq but like um she pretends to be a lot of things i have a massive issue with ariana grande and her deep dark tan i have a massive 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 issue with that it just really, so and I've really been, yeah. irritates I've me. I've been, do you know what it is on Twitter just because of the stand base, all that kind of stuff and like getting into stuff, I haven't commented on that. Oh, I said that yesterday. But I've had, nah, I've had, that's rubbed me off the wrong way for time. Like, and I, before it became a Twitter thing, like people like, I was like, why is this girl, do, like, why is she? Like, yeah. well, what's going on? And I, I wasn't even a reach to say she tried to be black. I wasn't even trying to do that, but mm. I was just like, this is odd. Yeah. And I, odd. I, I would need to get a source for this, but I saw she won an award for um, a Latin... Um, it was a Latin music awards. It was at the Latin music awards, but it was for something. I can't remember what it was for. And she was talking about a quinceanera. Isn't she Italian? Yeah, exactly. Is that a part of? She, I don't. No, I it's, don't not. It's, it not. it's not. It's not. It's like not. It's Latin America. It's a Latin thing. It's a Latin American. There's certain countries all, that yeah. celebrate like in Taina. She was yeah. Latin American. It was celebrated. Taina. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's like, your reference. No, but like literally, it was like my co- my cousin's like Portuguese and Italian. Yeah. Did, like nah, like it's yeah. not. A yeah, thing. No. That's why I was like, what? and it's just like what? I find she performs with a lot of the things. Like a lot of the way that she speaks is what I'm just like. You're not this person. And that's where I kind of understand where the anger's coming from. Who do you think she is? She's an Italian-American woman who deep dark tans and um, she tries to emulate a Mariah Carey in 20... 
2018, 2019, 2017. Not anymore. I would, the, I would, all right, because imagine the whistle tone wasn't anything that was. Any, <laughs> Ariana Grande is not the only woman that can whistle. No, I'm just. I see. I see a lot of. I, I don't like. I hate people say that. Like Mariah Carey didn't invent whistling. No, no I, there, were, there were several singers. You've heard the comparisons between Ariana Grande. Yeah, of and course. Mariah. Locally, no, that's it's similar. No, but you were saying that she copied her because she did a whistle, as if. So so many. No, I feel like you're trying to. Are you, I'm not going to put words. What I'm trying to save you, but I feel like. Do you mean vocal style? No, I just think in general. I just think she's not. She's a carbon copy of everything. Of of Mariah Carey. Everything. What does that mean? Everything. So in terms of black of LGBTQ fishing, in terms of being having that deep dark tan, in terms of the way that oh, she, uh, I get you. So she's like a palette. Yeah, she's not. So, she's oh, not okay. an original artist That's in my opinion. She's not original. That's just my. Per- I do feel opinion. like her public I, persona. I do enjoy her music. Um, I enjoyed her latest album. Oh, you did. I told you that. No, you didn't like it. Did I? Yes. Oh, I did like it. Oh, you okay. um, should listen to it more than once. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I enjoyed it. You see um, what happens when you see guys? This is why you listen to things more than once. No. And like, I know eventually Ariana stands will come and find this because. No, oh, not find me. I didn't say anything. They will because we'll have it in the description and everything. And you if can't you are. Come for me just because I don't listen to No, her. no, but just it, saying if, that. if you are hearing this. I understand this is your queen. I understand you appreciate her and everything like that. <laughs> but equally at the same time, I am here telling you that as a black person and my experience, I don't appreciate the fact that she deep dark tans. I don't appreciate the fact that um, she does these things towards all of these communities and we can't speak on it because her stands will come for us. I don't yeah. appreciate that. I just, she, she, as, a, as a black person, I just feel like she... Um, it's not even the music thing. You can, everyone can do R&B, it's fine, whatever. But I just feel like um, she makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. There's something that makes me feel uncomfortable and I'm just like, I don't exactly know what it is, mm. but there's just something that makes me feel uncomfortable. And I just don't feel like I know the real, her, like you said, like her public persona. Yeah. Because I've watched interviews, I've done all of that. You know, I just feel like, I just don't know what it is. I feel like shopping is about to tell you. But, but, but now, the, well, I'm not, I don't care. But, um, <laughs> but now, yeah, neither of you actually are discussing this. Issue. No, I, I am indirectly. I'm, I'm saying How? I you can't. Said about the I'm saying I can't comment on it because I don't, I don't know this, the festival. I've never heard of the festival before. Okay, well, here's my two pets. Wait, so, but, but what I, oh. but in comparison to what I was saying, I'm saying that I get the idea that you don't want somebody to do something in relation to your community unless they are part of that community. Okay, and that's fair. And that's yeah. your stance. And like I said, cool. it's, a, it's um, a double-edged sword because on one hand, and this goes to, and then we need to comment on this. On one hand, I don't see why it's so controversial, why this year is controversial when she's not the first, nor will she be the last straight woman, straight man to headline a pride, pride event. She does have a rabid gay fan base. She's always been vocal about loving her gay fans. She has a gay brother. So like, it's not... Oh yeah, I forgot about It's that. not like... It's, if it was like a straight artist who has no ties to the LGBT community, like, I don't know, let's say, I don't know, I guess Taylor Swift. I don't know. I'm sure she's gay fans, but like, she doesn't have like a culturally gay fan base like Ariana or Nicki Minaj and Beyonce mm. do. I'd be like, okay, that's a bit weird. But Ariana was like, yeah, makes sense. Obviously the Manchester thing happened with her concert two years ago. Like, it all, it all makes sense. But also on the other side, yes, I agree that um, gay artists should be headlining. But, you don't support gay artists. You don't buy their albums. You don't buy their concert tickets. You don't stream their music. And Emily K said it eloquently. We don't have a gay Beyonce. We don't have a gay Drake. We don't have gay Lady Gaga's. We don't have those artists. We don't have gay people. Don't have artists of that magnitude. What you mean alive? Hmm. You mean alive? 
Alive. Oh, you're talking about alive? What do you mean? You're saying they, they've never existed or they currently do not? They currently don't exist. Oh, okay. Well, I would say in general, I don't think there's ever been a gay artist that's like, you know, I, there was no gay Michael Jackson, there was no gay yeah, Houston. What about Freddie Mercury? Well, that's the thing. Only now we look at him as a gay icon. When he was alive, he was persecuted and he was rumoured. What about George Michael? Once again, he was persecuted. He okay. got a lot of controversy, a lot of backlash. But only now, I'm saying this is all retrospectively, 30 years later, but if you had to read... At the time, he had to hide it, and he was being trashed in the newspapers for being disgusting and being a prostitute, because he was like cruising for men and stuff like that. So we look at him now, we say these things, but at the prime of his career, it wasn't, he wasn't being touted as the gay superstar. Okay. Now there's Freddie Mercury, he wasn't being touted as the gay superstar. Now he is. But back then, he was gay. they were both against shit for it. Luther Vandross too. Now, if he was alive, people were like, yes, we love Luther. But at the time, no, nigga, you can't be gay. Hmm. So that's why a lot of them, and Whitney Houston, no, allegedly, she, her too, allegedly she was bisexual. Um, who? who? Whitney Houston. Houston. Oh, yeah, 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 allegedly. I With uh, Robin? Yeah, Robin Crawford. Yeah, that was her name. Cheeky Robin. Mm. But um, yeah, so like, <laughs> I agree. So like, so I, I see both sides. So on one hand, I don't really see the issue because, like I said, Britney Spears, Celine Dion, many people have done, Nicki Minaj has done gay pride events. No one cared. But like I said, there, there should be a gay headliner because it is a pride event. But unfortunately, you don't have those... Artists. And no, don't say Sam Smith because you want to be entertained, not be put to sleep. So get out of the fuck out of here with that. Um, and once again, unless you can say people. Latch like, is a banger, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Anyway. Next topic? No, I'm joking. <laughs> so, yes, we, and there are loads of um, prominent LGBT artists, but like I said, they're not, t- they're not household names in the way that someone like Ariana Grande or Britney Spears are. And like I said, I feel like if you are a straight artist doing, you should have an, you should have an active gay audience, which she does have. That's mm. what I'm saying. As for your your little tidbits about her, um, her fake blackness, her fake LGBT fishing. First of all, once again, she's not the first and last to do that. That's been happening for decades. But again, like the situation I said earlier, we can't have a situation where we talk about someone who does something and then be like, but other people do it. We can still talk, we can still do both. Yeah, and that's fine. You, and she can, can still receive yeah. critique for it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. She's not the only person who's done it. I just feel like she doesn't get the same critique. Yeah. Like in terms of like, especially the like the skin tone kind of like no one really like there's the people have spoken about it, but it's like glaze, yep. like almost glaze like over her. it. Yeah. Like whereas Miley Cyrus that is a you know, different kind of conversation. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, go on. But yeah. Like, can I just say, this isn't coming from a malicious place. It's coming from a place of education because I feel like a lot of people are like, we don't really understand why Ariana Grande gets all of this flack all of the time. It's because of no, some I get of the things it. that she's doing. And, this, like, and I'm saying this as the sole fan of her music on the show. I'm like, I, I'm a fan of her music. I definitely do think in terms of her public persona once again like that's kind of like Nick's mentioned that she does like this weird sarcasm thing like but she's literally been doing that since the beginning of her career mm. and that's fine but it could still be orchestrated mm. it could still no, but be you were, no but you were saying it was new you saying she wasn't no the tweets the change in yeah, tweets have been that, new no it hasn't no, no, the, the, no, the, fra- no the amount I've seen no, them on my timeline has no. been new yeah because she's a bigger star people are retweeting her more but that's been the same since 2013 Okay, then why haven't people commented on it until She's a bigger star now. People have my eyes on No, there would and still people, be a lineage of no, people commenting no, on it Lineage where? It's tweets. No, as in like talking about the tweet on Twitter. Like if you search it, people would still be going, oh, like I find these a bit odd or something like that. Especially with the stan culture. There is still, there still was a stan culture in her maybe second, third, fourth era, etc. So there would still be a kind of thing, oh, Ariana's done this throughout her career if she had indeed done it 
in the so volume because people so because you, because you didn't see tweets about it, it didn't happen no That's not because no because I've done research onto this and I haven't seen You've people commenting no as in like I've researched on Twitter if people have critiqued like her before about these kind of things the, the, ble- uh, the tone thing definitely well that's bad. not what I'm talking about though but I'm talking about the tweets thing be it, it feels they, like may not be, they may not have been critiqued but what I'm saying my point I'm not saying she was critiqued or no I don't care but I'm saying is you were saying that she was never tweeting like this but like no but she actually has was she being critiqued maybe she was maybe she wasn't okay well, maybe my the point was it's changed maybe my you know point what we is need? she was we need an Ariana Grande stand on this podcast just to have a conversation with them to see if there's a different perspective that we're not seeing. But I do definitely understand. And I'm saying, as isn't he an Ariana Grande? No, no, no. I'm a fan. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call him a stan. I'm a fan. Okay. I, do, I do like her music. Stands are people that will just argue without like no, but even having critique. So how I've, am I read her nasty stand? I've even realized. Well, how am I Drake fan? No, I've how am I Drake stand? Uh, no, that's different. Think, you bring him up every is, episode. I've even realized. Episode three, we talk about how he's a pot- potential, you know what? I've even realized, I don't even know if I can call myself a stand oh, for both yeah, people because even my most beloved guys, I, I can critique them. Like, I'm editing now, but wait. Was, even Why like, are you editing even, even, Because alleged. You said alleged though. Yeah, but still like, it's a bit long. Even my, mo- even my most critiqued, oh, even, <laughs> even, even my most beloved artists, I... I can poke holes in their careers or things they've done and said. So I don't even know if I can say stands because I feel like stands are people who are just blindly loving people. So like, for example, I don't know. I love Mariah Carey. Like, I'm definitely a stand, but I don't know if I can call myself a stand because there's definitely things about... No, you are. You, nope. said, you said you're a lamb. Yeah, I, I, and I do I call are. myself a lamb, but like I said, but I can poke holes in her Shop career. Here. No, but I'm saying I can poke holes. <laughs> Shop here. You're a stand. Yeah, no, but maybe we just should redefine stand. No, no, shop it, come on. You don't listen to what I'm saying. I am listening. But you're not. Okay, go on. Okay, Slick, you let me finish? Okay, go on. Great, thanks. So, I would definitely say I'm a lamb, and I would say I'm a stand, but maybe, I would say maybe I'm not, because I I, I won't turn a blind eye to certain things that I see in here. Yeah. I'm not going to lie and say that, oh, she still sounds like she's 27 years old. No, I won't do that. And... Yeah. yeah, like I'm not gonna say her album was the best album 2018 because it wasn't. I did like the album, but mm. it wasn't my favorite album of the year. Whereas I feel like a stand would be like, no, it's the greatest thing in the world. It's a classic. Like, and I don't do that with my favorite artists. Okay. So yes, I was just saying. So I would say I'm a lamb, and my thing for stand is it's just someone that I'm a huge fan of. That's what it's <laughs> for me. Stan in general was like obsessive, and delusional. Delusional, mm. and that I'm not. So you could take that back because that's what you were implying I was. You've said you're a Mariah Mar- Mar- Carey stand. I genuinely no, but you, think we need to redefine No, but you want to, you're, well, like, you're calling me delusional and obsessive. You two have just defined that. I haven't agreed to that definition. What's your definition of stand? Oh, so now you want to ask my definition. Yes. My definition of a stand is someone who is... All right, so a stand in comparison to a fan is someone who will defend an artist like they know them personally. That's one of my definitions for a stand. So, for example, if someone says something about an artist, like if someone says something about Drake for example, and then I'm like, no, I completely disagree, even though they haven't asked for my opinion. And then I bring out this whole receipt about this person in particular. For me, that's a stand. Yeah, no, but I feel like that could, no, I, I feel, feel like there may be levels to stand. I feel like there's levels. Okay, it, yeah. okay it depends Maybe on the intensity to, yeah. of how deep they go into it. Yeah. Like sometimes you can just let people have their opinion. Because I would not be in anyone's mentions or, or comments arguing about um, Mariah Carey. Telling me no, to die? Normani stands did that. You're my friend. Yes, <laughs> so I'm just saying like, I've said things about Mariah Carey and then get one notification. Yes, because you're my friend. <laughs> if, if random jo- Joanna says something, okay, that's your opinion. That's your opinion. <laughs> mm. If Samantha says something, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, I'm just thinking about it. Explain, but yeah. Um, like, yeah. if they, if 
<laughs> if Jose was to say something, that's her opinion. <laughs> Notice how none of these Jose. names are black. <laughs> so that's, the, that's, that, that's, that's your opinion. That's, that's fine. But you, my friend, and you don't respect legends anyway, which is why I come for you. Oh, dear. Every day. Yes, every day. Edie does not respect legends. <laughs> I do respect no, legends. You don't. Okay, anyway, should okay, we get to the next let's topic? Segue. So that's my next, that's my thoughts. Let's on talk about legends next. Let's talk about a potential legend. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'll, I'll call him out right. He is a legend of our generation. Yep. Let's be real. Um, look, yep, look, you may be level one stan. <laughs> you may be level one. <laughs> but Drake one is a legend. Stan. No, but the yep, the intent, the 0. 0.5 second response. I agreed with suggests, him. Suggests, no, 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 no. Like you, you'll know them personally. You're like his mom. <laughs> yep, that's my boy, legend. Anyway, Drake. Well, on to Drake. I feel like we mention him every week, but yeah, he's in the news. I don't know what this means, by the way. But yes, um, (laughs) I will explain. Go on. If you let me. Um, Drake announces Las Vegas residency. So it's been rumored for weeks, you know, Cardi B announced one, French Montana announced one. It's been- French Montana, I don't understand why you you have a Vegas residency. It's been- I don't understand. It's a bit different. Like it is- It doesn't matter what it is. French Montana should not have anything. He has never even headlined his own tour. I don't even think headline his own show. French Montana, what do you have to offer to do a residency of don't any Don't mag- panic. No two. Don't panic. Love that. I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay, worry about nothing and that other song. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. You, I agree. No. Um, you are not a headliner in any capacity. You. No. All right. Let me get this out. So the rapper has partnered with Win Las Vegas um, for a new venture. So as I said, rumored, heavily rumored, it's confirmed now. So he's announced a series of shows in Las Vegas with the residency set to begin this year and continue through to 2020. The Toronto rapper has partnered, as I just said, with the Win Las Vegas um, to perform a number of gigs at a modestly sized XS nightclub, which um, has a capacity of just under 4,800 people. The dates of the residency will take place on May 4th. 4th and May, the first dates these are, May 4th and May 18th respectively with at least five live dates planned so far. So I did read in another article that I think it's planned to be around 10 in totality. So it will not be like a common thing. It will just be periodically um, until that that contract renews or runs out. so so Drake is able to be to perform sorry for the intimate crowd of 1,800 on one side and also a crowd of 3,000 on the other side making it as I just said 4,800 um, the likes of Cardi B and Blink 182 um, have announced Las Vegas residencies as well as part of a wider trend um blink one is going to vegas so janet jackson just had um, announced hers as well yes janet jackson just did as well and obviously the likes in the pop arena of britney spears um and jayla for lopez have obviously had their runs um very lucrative celine dion and tony braxton really revitalized what it means to, to go to vegas mm. wait is it just a big festival no so it's like an artist will partner with like a club or an event or like um an arena or something in vegas that hosts people to do shows and they'll do a series of shows either periodically or in different clubs or in the same one in the same same one so Uh. like obviously you know vegas is highly touristic and the betting culture and all that kind of stuff so they try to profit off of that but interestingly i was reading an article on um tripe media i'll put the link in the bio um for you guys to read on las vegas residencies the other day um and it's really interesting the landscape of it um being changing and the article actually pointed out that the crowd in vegas is changing from 
uh, obviously the older crowd, Gen X, to millennials and um, Gen Z. And we don't have as much budget in our pockets when Mm. we go to spend. So usually the way some of these residencies work out is that the clubs profit from us buying more stuff and like and betting in that venue, Uh, either as the artist is performing or when they finish and uh, so on and so on. And the night, and they've tried to launch events such as zip lining through Vegas and stuff like that to appeal to us, but it's just not working. Mm. So this market, even though it looks like a very lucrative market, the bigger cash cows, which is why I guess French Montana probably, he doesn't even realize he's doing it, monetizing off of this really quickly while it's new and hot, Mm. is that it's gonna not last long. Yep. If we spend the way we're spending right now, yep. it's too bad they shouldn't have fucked up yeah. the economy. So, so the the clubs the clubs are relying on our sales inside the club to gain that money back that they've paid the artists for the contract. But in actual oh fact, dear. going forward, mm. <laughs> I'm dead. Going forward, I just I just caught what you said. Going um forward, I don't think the clubs will do this as often or with the right artists because we're not spending oh, so in well. Vegas. But about Drake, what do you guys think? I and, don't care. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just don't think it's a big deal to be honest. Like, I don't even understand why it's a big deal in the first place. Is it just because it's in Las Vegas? Is that it? So it usually like in Chope will correct me if I'm wrong. Like in the past, it used to be a more historic thing, and it used to be when. So in a business model, you know, you have your peak, you mm. go to your peak and then it goes down towards like the lot, the last, the last Basically, legs of your Vegas trajectory. Used- that's the, that's the kind of last end and phase or not last phase because you can still tour, but that's one of the avenues that you gain money in, in that trough, that last era of your kind of career, when you become a legacy artist. Ah, basically. okay. So it's, it's, the difference is that it's mainly for legacy artists. So. Yes. And the ah, trend okay. is changing for artists who are more new, active, yeah. who are in their peaks. Cardi B even announcing one is like- So it's becoming the, more, it's becoming similar to like a festival then? Or, almost, but ironically, DJs of mm. all of all calibers, DJs of all calibers, like Paulie D, for example, in um, Jersey Shore. Shore, he had a big residency over there. Like DJs, they do it more actively. Like Calvin Harris has done one, Diplo's been over there. And just like, so I can understand, a bigger trend for them. Just so I can understand the business side of it, are tickets cheaper when it's like young, well, newer artists, or is it more expensive when? Oh no, the prices are remaining very so then what, lucrative. I don't understand why they don't see that's an issue then. Because Who? well, they're saying millennials and other people that are going to pay for this now. So the right? club, the club have the mind. They haven't felt this was the article was obviously picking up on what the clubs ah, haven't okay. picked up on yet. Is that spending culture has changed in Las Vegas? And actually, Forbes I think did an article about this a couple of years ago, just generally about Vegas, and with these new artists obviously they think that they can make the money back because of the name Mm. right now and because they still think that the spending habits are in a similar tandem but going forward the article was pointing out that our spending habits when we become the mainstayers in um in vegas Mm. will begin to decline and the article pointed out that doing business functions weddings corporate events are actually more lucrative for the artists long term Mm. and they can gain more revenue from doing that and and see this is why vegas this is uh, it's gonna seem really random but this is why jar rule fucking annoys me why because the fire app that he was talking about oh the it could have worked yeah like it could like for the people that would have done the Vegas re- um, residency or the people that would have gone to it originally and have all of this money like the baby boomers and stuff yeah. like that the fire app could have worked Definitely. because the fire app was aimed at people who wanted to hire artists for private events oh that yeah that because artists do that anyway yeah like but even- it was basically uber f- uber for 
um, artist. Yeah, even Alexandra Burke, like here, that's how she made her bread Shopping. when she was failing as a pop artist. Like, do you know what I mean? She went, Alexander she did Burke corporate bread. events. No, but I'm just making the point of it's a, like artists who aren't main, yeah. mainstream, you can still make money from tour, touring number yeah. one. We know the main things, but corporate events and rich people in Dubai, mate. They're, they're waiting for you. They mm. want entertainers to go and do the shows. But I think, yeah, Vegas is becoming like redundant. So I think that needs to be, I, if, we, if we are commenting on this, I think that it's going to be a redundant thing soon. And the fact that Drake's going to it is great, but it doesn't hold the same kind of torch anymore mm. because it's not like he's being considered a legacy act, yeah. especially French Montana is yeah. going there. That's an form. insult to well, well, injury. I, well, I think that's the difference. I think that's the whole point. So back to what Nick said, in terms of what it used to be, Vegas had a connotation or or a reputation of being that's where you go to for your career to die. That's 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 like the last stop in your journey. That's mm. what you do. You just do shows in Vegas, like you know, very Frank Sinatra and um, Eartha Kit, that kind of thing. But I think now the re- I don't think I disagree that it would be redundant because that's the thing. The landscape is changing. It's now it's now the it's now be open to any. Oh, it's now like in the law. And like I said, the wheels kind of changed when Tony Brooks and Celine Dion, they were like, the, they were, I think they were like arguably the first younger acts to start doing big references. Tony Braxton did it after only about 12 years in her career. Celine Dion about 20 or so years into hers. And then since then, Britney Spears has done it. Mm. Jennifer Lopez. And then suddenly now rap is being included. And now Janet Jackson's and Janet Jackson's doing one. Christina Aguilera's doing one. So I think it's yeah. now it's now literally just being a thing for anyone. So mm. who knows? Maybe Rihanna will do one, or maybe I don't know. Travis Scott may even do one at this point. It's true. Like so, I think I don't think I don't think I think this Vegas thing this is going to be running for a while because it seems like the market is changing and mm. the reputation is changing. It's not just for, I'm sure old school legacy artists will continue to do it, mm. but it's definitely trying to make it more youthful and more hip, which is why Cardi B, well, I'm very surprised at her, very surprised very, at her doing yeah. that. It's quite early. Yeah. Ve- very early. Considering it was something years. for people of legacy careers and it's someone who hasn't even got a sophomore album yet. Yeah. That's And not, meanwhile, it's, for it's French mad. Montana, you have... French Montana. Yeah. Oh. But just because I know we've basically run out of time, but off on a tangent, like I know you guys go to a lot of, well, Shopee goes to a lot of festivals and I don't know. I've, I, I have been. You have been. Time, yeah. But is it just me that doesn't see the point? Or it's like just, just a random economically? Tangent. I know, but it's just like economically. Because if we are talking about millennials, I'm millennial. Mm. I'm not paying for a concert to go see any of these people. Like if I go to Las Vegas and like I see there's a concert, and then I see the price. I'm like, you know, I'll just get a couple of drinks. But I feel like our demographic, oh, I don't want to generalize this, but I just, I feel like the Vegas consumer mm. and like, if you think about who purchases into hip hop, yeah. let's just use an example of hip hop. Our race isn't really there. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like our race, like really At least truly, currently, 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 yeah. currently, currently, it's always, it can always peak and trough and change. Yeah. But the larger, and that could be because of the amount of population there are just generally more in this country in particular, there's only 3% of us compared to like, you know, white people dominate. But 3%? in the U, what well, is a very small percentage. Okay. Um, in the US, um, Kendrick Lamar, there was a very famous article like that he, his, um, I think it was Billboard, it was on Billboard like very early on in his career, like second album, um, that 
white people are as big as consumer base. Like they buy the tickets, they go to all the festivals, they do all of that. And it's, I think the Vegas thing isn't even for for us, us yeah. really. If they're thinking about money and consumer bases and all that kind of stuff, I don't think we're a big facet in that in that market and that kind of thing so i get you i probably wouldn't hmm. go D- drake especially the tickets are sky are higher than what you it would be a normal tour um for some of these artists i wouldn't be saying let me just go and see drake i'm hmm. trying to bet like i'm trying to yeah. drink i'm trying to go oh, to i would never pay like why should you know maybe if my money comes up in the next 10 Loves years us. when when please Cheeky corporate come on please i beg okay when when but I'm not paying for in a the Vegas. next month. I'm not paying for a Vegas residency because I know those are super, super. Those are like two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like yeah, I'm not, not there it's still. Not a Imagine forty pounds. I'm not drink, there. Imagine you know, like two hundred for for French Montana. When I've just found my iPod. Two hundred dollars. just found my. IPod. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Two hundred dollars for French Montana. I've got my iPod Classic with one hundred sixty. And think gigabytes. about millennials. We like, like that. That's the thing for free. That's why? And then on top of that, you're buying drinks. No, you're buying betting We're for not. the night. We're not. It's quiet. No. Especially in Vegas. You're you're going into overdraft. No, sorry. It's quiet. My Monzo card says no. Sorry. My Monzo card says point blank. No, no. It's broken. Oh, it's but broken. But concert and festival always and forever. Nope. But let's end the episode there because I know we're rambling now. Um, well, at least I am. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you for listening. We have some exciting people coming up um, in the next few weeks. We're looking forward to those discussions. Did you guys have anything you wanted to end off on? Anything at all? No. Just yeah. rate the episode. Yeah, rate the episode. Like, tell your friends, tell your family. Put tell, it in your group chats. Yep. And remember to condemn R. Kelly, please. Uh, but yeah guys that's everything for today enjoy the rest of your weeks happy Shrove Tuesday enjoy your pancakes I just remembered I I literally just remembered and yeah guys catch you later bye